Here at Mountain Dew, it's easy to tell who really loves the outdoors. For one thing, there's the rack on your car and the hitch on the back of your truck. There's your garage full of toys, from dirt bikes to wakeboards. And there's your cooler full of Mountain Dew, always at the ready. Because when it's time to get out there, you know, climb into your deer stand or your fishing boat, a cooler of ice-cold Mountain Dew, that's as important a piece of outdoor gear as your spinning rod or your four-wheeler. Mountain Dew. Get out and do. This is WWE Hall of Famer, The Think, Howard Finkel, and you're listening to the Nerd Coalition. Welcome to No Gimmicks Needed. Yes! 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 If you can survive, if I let you. You have to be the man! You gotta beat the man! Woo! The kids do big that sucker! Do I have everybody's attention now? Yeah, I hear you, CM Punk. Welcome back to the No Gimmicks Needed Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host, Mr. A and E, joining me, my co-host, not Deion Sanders, but Prime Time. What's up, y'all? Back in this thing. Oh man, no, no PRIME today. Nah, I'm DRUNK. Uh, oh, oh, okay, bro. You know what I'm saying? Look, I need you to not speed, not try to fight the cops, and not try that on one way street. Okay, just do all those kind of things. Nah, he, he really. Uh, we get it. We get it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, obviously. Yeah, no, I'm not really people, y'all. No, is it? As we see, your prime time does do not like when these people be, be fucking up like this. But we gonna talk all about that because welcome back to the No Gimmicks Either Rusty Podcast. We are on episode one eighty three, and this is uh, Sunday, uh, well the end of Sunday, uh, July eleventh. You guys must be hearing this on July twelfth uh, when we're recording this, and a lot to talk about. Obviously, there were some things that happened this past week, early in the week, that was worthy of talking about. But I was like, but you know what? We're going to wait to the podcast and talk about all this crap that just happened and different changes. And we got so much going on. We got the end of the Thunderdome. And we're going to talk about that. Bailey is injured. So, that I quit match with Bianca Belair. Money in the Bank is now on the shelf. Okay. And, and then, uh, Jimmy Uso don't know how to keep the, you know, the bottle from his lips. And then, uh, of course, we got you know so much. It's not even. Uh, well, it wasn't good, good. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but before we get into all that, y'all, make sure we, we go ahead and pay the bills here. Make sure you guys check out spacesphilly.com. Spacesphilly.com is a place for all black podcasters and podcasters around the city of Philadelphia. Go ahead and help spread their words and, you know, and make sure their voice is heard. And make sure you guys check out the content they have on there from the Mark and Dark Show. Both sides, Lulu and Pop. Plus one and the Little and Pop Horror Show. And the Nerd Coalition's content is on there as well, such as the No Gimmicks in the Wrestling Podcast, Turntables, Hip Hop Culture, and Beyond. Drunk Thoughts. That's it. Because we are coming back. We just recorded the uh, return show of Drunk Thoughts yesterday. So that I am excited for that project coming back. Did huh? you change the name? Yeah, so it's just Drunk Thoughts now. Okay. Yeah, so. It was drunk thoughts over times, but now it's just drunk thoughts, and we are um, we just recorded the new episode for the new season yesterday. Do you remember them shows, Prime Time? Are you still, you listen to them? I yes, I did actually. Yes, so I mean, I, I we've heard that people 
enjoyed listening to them shows. So I'm like, oh, it's coming back. And those episodes that we did before, they're going to be coming back remastered. So stay tuned for all that. And, of course, the Nerdgasm Talk podcast as well. You which, know, uh, know what we need. What, what we need. We need turntables to make a return. Yeah, you know... We, I've been. T- we need churches making a return because there's been so much stuff. But the thing is, she can't. F- she been talking about. She can't find nobody to uh, talk, talk, talk with her about the stuff. And I'm just like, man, look, yep, you better call Prime. We need. We we definitely need it at least for this this past verses. We need it. We need something. Oh, uh, you, you you talking about Bobby and Keith? Yes, even if it was like us doing what we did last time, like a hit for hit or whatever, we should we, we could have did that. You're right. You know what? Keep your schedule open this week. I'm gonna convince you to do it. Cool. At least one. At least do one episode. You know, see, because because you know we we, we also talk about Soldier Boy and Bow too. Well, no, we don't need we we, we don't need our hey Romeo told me that Soldier Boy is a LeBron James of this. He the Colby and Bow out of MJ. And you believe them? <laughs> Not when they passing around rap snacks. <laughs> That's like Jimmy Uso telling you he never got a DUI before. Oh, I know, but I'm counting five. But anyway, <laughs> uh, two within the past uh, two within the past year. But anyway, uh, or two years. But uh, so yeah, make sure you check out that. And of course, the Nerd Talk podcast. We were supposed to be recording that this weekend, but um. Swag got a little busy, so hopefully we'll be recording it this week because we did see Black Widow. Want to get into the spoilers about Black Widow? Yep. And uh, you know, talk talk about that, especially before Space Jam come out next weekend. So, I, I I'm excited about that one, and I plan on doing a Space Jam classic review. So if you want to oh. jump on that Prime, okay. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, I, I, I guess you, uh, this is the time I can. Uh, Plug this, but we we our recent episode we had a, a family from Space Jam on our uh, show, so that was good. Oh, okay. So well, first of all, before um, you you say that, make sure you guys also check out my partner's podcast, the Prime Nostalgia Podcast, because uh, he comes on every single Friday. And so this past Friday, you talked to a Space Jam family. Yep. Yep. The, was the it kids that played the Jordan kids? Oh, so it was. Uh, uh, it was. The, give it to me, Charles. <laughs> yeah, 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 that, yeah. <laughs> uh, the, the, the old Space Jam days, man. Okay, that's dope. I know they were still around. Okay, I'm glad you found them. Well, I mean, well, they that talk about where they've been and their shortcomings and stuff and their jail time and stuff. They talk about it. They, did they talk about their non-acting playful daddy? What? Nah, they ain't talking about They ain't talking about that. Oh, okay. So, I mean, they were barely in scenes with him, actually. What do you think about it? You, you know what? Hey, this is great actor right here. He come in the house. What's that smell? Chicken. Chicken to what? Chicken to collard greens. Good. I could use a good meal tonight. Man, Academy Award. <laughs> you know story. what? Hey, look. I'm going to ask you this real quick. Real quick. Just give me, uh, just give me an answer. Okay. Who, who's the worst actor? Jordan or Ray Allen? Jordan. <laughs> at, le- but at least Ray Allen was working with Denzel so he could hide a little bit. <laughs> Jordan is working with nobody. Like, <laughs> like objects. Uh-huh. People that, that weren't real. And, and Larry Bird. And, and, and Larry Bird. Bill Murray, though. 
Bill Murray wasn't in enough scenes to save him. He wasn't. Bill Murray was in what three, two, three scenes? The scene at the golf club, the scene at the uh, the game, and then another scene at the golf club. Hey, it's over. Yeah. You can't play. Well, look, we'll save yeah. all that for the Space Jam review. But, uh, yeah, so stay tuned for all that great stuff. You guys can check us out also on Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio. If you guys enjoy the snippets that I put out, make sure you guys check out YouTube Premium as well. The YouTube Premium Week, uh, you know, had the snippets all out, and you guys can listen to it uh, free for about a month, I believe. I think it's about four nine 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 a month. So make sure you guys check out YouTube Premium as well. Uh, all right, so man, a lot to get into on this podcast here, and I mean, obviously, we might as well start out with you know Captain Obvious, and Captain Obvious is that Jimmy Uso, who is the brother of Jay Uso, who's in a the cousin of Roman Reigns, who's in the main storyline, not just a storyline, the main storyline of SmackDown, the husband of Raw superstar Naomi, again has been arrested for DUI after cops say he was driving in Florida with a BAC of .05, which is about three times over the legal limit there in Florida. So, so according to the police, uh, Jonathan Fatu was pulled over around 10.35 p.m. on Monday in Pensacola after cops said he ran a red light after being clocked going 50 miles per hour in the 35 miles per hour zone. Uh, Doc's officer says during uh, the questioning, they smelled booze on the 35-year-old, so they asked him to exit his Dodge Charger. Cops say when Uso got out the vehicle, he was noticeably swaying and claims that that, uh, Uso had told them he had consumed multiple beers before getting behind the wheel because that's smart. Officers say Uso went on to bomb <laughs> field sobriety test to bomb it, so they arrested him. Cops claim Uso's blood uh, BAC breath test came back as .202 and .205, well above Florida's legal limit of .08. Let that register for a minute. Florida's legal limit is .08, and this man was pulling a .205. According to jail records, Uso was booked on a misdemeanor DUI charge, and he's currently still behind bars. This article is obviously from a couple days ago. Uh, police, uh, so Uso was also hit with a citation for speeding and running a red light. His bond was was currently set at five hundred, but it raised to a thousand, and then um, he still has a court date in August. The fuck. Mm-hmm. Now, once again, this is not the the first, second, third, or even fourth time that Jimmy Uso has been just like the Matt Hardy show all over again. It, it's it has been pulled over for DUI. And look, when is enough enough? This man clearly has the alcohol problem. Clearly has an alcohol problem, and. He is not, not, not only, it's a very selfish act because not only are you, you know, you put yourself in danger. When you get behind the wheel, 
Now, I know y'all been hearing the PSAs. When you get behind the wheel, you put everybody's life at risk because you want to drive drunk. And then when you do shit like this, you are me messing up your brother's career and your wife's career. This shit got to stop. This happened before, and what happened? They took the Usos off TV. It, this happened before when Naomi actually drove up a, a one-way street, but she had to drive him because he was drunk, and he was trying to fight the cops. Negro, is you crazy? <laughs> Bro, I mean, you both know that could have ended the wrong way. Yep, I could have. That could have ended the wrong... He took his shirt off and was trying to fight these motherfuckers, and I'm just like... Yo, do you know what's happening in this world? And I'm like, oh. bruh, there's a issue. Now, you are part of the biggest storyline in WWE, not just Raw SmackDown. The Roman Reigns Tribal Chief story is the only interesting thing going on in WWE. Can we agree on that? Uh, yeah, we can agree, yep. It is. No matter what story's going on on Raw, NXT, or SmackDown, the Roman Reigns Tribal Chief story is the most interesting thing. You are on the biggest and the main storyline on the show, and you go and do this shit. Your thoughts, Brian? Uh, honestly, as far as like him drinking, I can I can care less about him drinking. It's him driving. It's part that's that's like the bad part. Cause yes. somebody just drinking, they they drink all the time, they get drunk, yeah, okay. But him driving is the the, the the bad part. That's the part where it's like, all right, you gotta like you you can't this can't keep sliding. It can't. First of all, like I, first of all, you, you got he has money to dip. He dip has money to get an Uber, so it's like no excuse why. Exactly, he, a, oh, he he could have the resources for somebody to drive him. Yes. He had a resource for somebody to drive him, but him doing this kind of shit in Florida? Negro, is you crazy? Mm -hmm. it no, he, it's not. Go ahead. Sorry. I was going to say, it's not like he can't, for one, call somebody or he can't, like, even ask. Because he can for sure say, hey, can you come pick me up? Or for sure can call an Uber or order Uber. Or he can order a whole limo driver to come pick him up. But, you know, he you decides know, he wants to drive. The crazy thing is, there was that, remember that one time that he, he, he got drunk, but even Naomi drove him. And that's when they was in Detroit, and she went up the wrong way because she got lost. And that's when he's about to try to fight the cop. I'm like, this guy has a problem. Bro, you have kids at your house. You have a wife, and you have well, a... Huh? I don't, I wouldn't say that that part of him is a problem. He probably just one of those where he get drunk, he gets crazy. So that I wouldn't personally consider a problem. Drinking is a problem, but like I wouldn't consider him trying to fight a cop his problem. That's his he he different people get drunk different ways. I think that's just his 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 way of getting drunk is I wanna I want to drive or I want to be aggressive. Yeah, but then if that's even the though case, he shouldn't Yeah, if that's the if that's the case, that's the problem. Because well, it, here's the yeah. thing. I was in an accident from a drunk driver and I witnessed kids in an accident I was on so I, I know 
uh, you heard a lot about Philly, right? Mm-hmm. So have you heard of anything called Roosevelt Boulevard? Or the bully? Uh, the what? Well, you know, the urban use of here call it the bully. But okay. but it's, it's called Roosevelt Boulevard. Uh, I have not heard of it, but I have heard this story. So I know where you're going. Okay, yeah. So they, um, for those who have not heard it, because I know I, I said it on the show before, but uh, it's probably one of Jay Uso's, I mean, the Jimmy Uso shows. And uh, me and my mother and my sister were sitting at this red light on the boulevard. Now, the boulevard is like a mini highway. It's like if there's, there's um, I want that there's six lanes. There's like three lanes, then it divides to another three lanes. There's a big island in the middle, then it goes to another, then on the opposite side, it's another three lanes, divide, then it's divided, and there's another three lanes. So it's like all together, it's like 12 lanes on this joint. Uh-huh. But it's residential neighborhood everywhere. So it's not the actual highway, but it's kind of the highway. And they just be speeding down this thing on the boulevard. And there are so many, we have so many accidents and deaths on the boulevard alone up here in Philly because of, you know, everybody, as soon as everybody talk about Roosevelt Boulevard, boulevard, they were like, oh my God, watch out for the boulevard. So this drunk driver smashes this car head on, and that car comes with so much force. It smashes our car. Then the car drives around us and then goes onto another street and it crashes fate ahead onto this family of like six. And I'm just like, because he was drunk. Because he was drunk. Now, I'm lucky I made it. The guy the guy behind me is lucky he made it. You know, my mom, my sister made it, and of course my um, and the family, they may have had injuries, but to my knowledge, they seem to be okay. But there are a lot of families out there that that don't have that happy ending because of drunk driving. And if he's a wrestler, okay, there's a lot, there's a lot of pain, there's a lot of mental stuff that goes into the wrestling. I'm not a wrestler. I don't tra- I don't have the wrestling schedule for travel. I don't work with wrestling man. Know the stress level. I just don't. So yes, you're going to wrestlers are going to go to different ways to help them with the pain when it comes to drinking or drugs. Or, we know that. That's how wrestling is. But then right now, it's becoming such a problem. Like I remember Jay Uso's name was in there once, but I haven't heard. I've heard Jay Uso's name once, opposed to Jimmy's. Mm-hmm. It seems like Jay is trying to get himself together, and like yo. I ain't trying to make because it's like, yo, if you mess up, I don't eat because we a I team. Jay is just Jay is just being smarter about it. Yeah, he probably is smarter about getting 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 right, like because from stories that I know, I know Haku, all the more Dynasty, they are known to like get like drunk where they like beat people up and all that. Yeah, well documented. But I think Jay. Jay is like, all right, I gotta chill, I gotta get a ride, I gotta ride with somebody if I know I'm going to drink or something like that. Jimmy, I just feel like he just don't, he just don't, don't care about, you know, I'm gonna just, I, I can get, I can do it even though he can't, you know, type of yeah. thing. I, I, I think he feels as though that he's like uh, 10 feet tall and bulletproof, which, which we, at a young age, we all feel that way, but I'm like, but. I think he really feels that way, but I, I don't think he realizes that 
this thing, because we will get to SmackDown in a minute, but um, people in WWE have been fired for less. A lot less. And WWE didn't even put out their, their statement of saying, you know, Jimmy Uso or Jonathan Fatu is responsible for his actions. They didn't put out anything. That's, that's probably a copy and paste. It is. And somebody didn't even take time to copy and paste this joint. At all. I'm like, he he better sit there and kiss the feet of Roman Reigns because it's the only reason why this man got a job. It's the only reason why this man, and it's the only reason why this man, you know, because right now, the way Jay Uso has proven himself in the in the past year, in reality, they don't need him. Tell me I'm lying. He was out for a whole year. He was out for a whole uh, year, and and Jay Jay Uso stepped up. Yeah. Did did Jay Uso not step up? He did. He did to the point I was like, yo, in reality, in this storyline, he could get beat up and they don't need him. He can just go right back to how it was. They doing him a favor. And then of course you know Naomi this past week had to delete her Twitter. Mm-hmm. And I'm guessing it's because of all the shit, because that's the, that's that's her husband, and yep. probably all the the shit that she's been getting about this. Because th- that's what I'm saying, it's a selfish act. Because they're gonna light up her trigger by saying, "Well, why ain't you getting him some help? Or why ain't you doing this? Or why aren't you doing that? Or maybe he should be fired? Or you know, he shouldn't be doing it like." So somebody is talking, down talking, and stepping over your husband's name. Um, it's already embarrassing. It's already embarrassing, because whatever he do, she's associated with that man. Associate like this, this stuff. There's no way she can even get around it. And now they about to go back to live crowds. When she start getting booed, it ain't because of her. It's because of Jimmy. It's association. She's guilty by association. And it, who knows what this woman has tried to do? Who knows what she has tried to do? She could have... But once again, when it comes to these kind of things, when it comes to... I am sympathetic to when it comes to like addiction. Addiction is something is a very strong disease. And if you want to fight addiction, you have to be the one that want to get help. They can take them t- take them to rehab and do whatever they want to do, but if they don't want to do it, you know, look, DDP didn't make Jake Roberts stay at his house. DDP didn't make Scott Hall stay at his house. They had to want to do that. Am I right? Yep. You got to want... They can take it to all the meetings they want to. They can have all the interventions they want to. And the same thing happened with Umaga. The same thing happened with Umaga. When he had, he had a drug problem. And they said, you need to go to rehab. And they was going to pay for it. And he said, no. And they said, well, you either go to rehab and get fixed or you lose your job. And he said, no. And guess what? He got fired. And then died not, not too long later. You ask yourself, is it worth it? Because pretty soon... Is it? Uh, yeah, I don't think so. It isn't worth it. 
because pretty soon, like, did, I, I think the reason why this is happening is because he ain't hit rock bottom yet. Like, in order, like, for people to truly change, they gotta hit, they gotta hit rock bottom. And I mean to the point where it may have to be a thing where he get fired, but they don't fire the Uso, they just fire him, and Jay keep doing his thing, and then Naomi leave him. Kind of like how Vicky Guerrero said, uh, when, to talk about Eddie Guerrero, like, when, when, he, when he overdosed for the third time on the couch, she just left, and she just said, God, if you're going to take him, take him now. Because I can't do this no more. Your, your spouse, your, I, I'm married. Your spouse, and if you do anything for that person, but if that person does not want to help themselves over and over again, and they're being self-destructive to themselves and everybody else around them, what more can you do? Mm-hmm. And, you, and we already know how not kind the internet is. Oh, yeah, especially the IWC. IWC, oh, please, it's not kind at all. So what the hell do you think they say to Naomi? They probably say some crazy shit to Naomi right now. Yeah. To the point where they had to, had to uh, you know, delete her Twitter, especially after seeing what happened on SmackDown. That don't help neither. Mm-hmm. This thing, what's happening, you can't coddle this man because, because of a storyline. A storyline that truly does not need him in the first place. He came in to join the play because he was out injured. And that's what happened. It was like, okay, it's cool to have you, but we don't need you. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of like, you know, when if Brett Favre was to try to come back to Green Bay, it's like, okay, well, we got Aaron Rodgers. He, you left. He stepped up. He was great, but now you're trying to come back. I, we don't need you. You want to be here? Cool. It's cool to have your name on our roster, but we don't need you. You know what I'm saying? So we'll, we'll see what happens with this. That's just a, uh, I won't be surprised if he get beat up for the next like, you know, the but, next month. But maybe, don't maybe you? More. I mean, don't you think some more should happen other than just eating dog shit? Oh yeah, but knowing who his cousin is, we we, we never know. I'm about to say, if this was Elias, Elias is fired. Oh yeah. You know, if this was if this was Elias, if this was uh, Shelton Benjamin, if this if this was uh, just any random, if this is Baron Corbin, fired. These guys are gone. Say goodbye to future endeavors and whatever the case may be. But no, he's working with Roman. They got the best storyline going on WWE. And they, they're on SmackDown, and then they're trying to build up something with The Rock. This, this, this whole thing is crazy. This whole thing is just unbelievably crazy. Which, which, um, also was was crazy is uh, the fact that we have another injury that's going to hurt the women's division. Mm-hmm. Do we say what? Do we really? We not about to sit up here and play Bailey right now. I don't think it's real. You don't think it's real? No. You got okay. I'm gonna read this whole thing and then you gotta tell me your theory. All right. So Bailey is out for nine months 
uh, suffers an injury during training, expected to miss nine months of action. So since the WWE is going back on the road, Raw is the last Thunderdome show because next week on SmackDown they will be back in front of a live crowd. Which, as which, which is weird to to begin with. What? Why not have Monday the Bank be the first live show and then have Raw after that, then start it, not SmackDown, then the preview, then you know? I, I guess it's just me. I mean, I, you know, I don't know, but, but maybe it's a Fox thing. I, I don't know. Because depending on how these finals go, they may be going up against a, a, a game, you know, uh, it's at least going to game five now. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we, we necessarily, if it goes to game six, or n- 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 never mind, if it goes to game six, it'll still miss up a Friday because it's, it's Tuesday, Thursday type thing, so... All right, yeah, my bad. So yeah, so it, it won't be, you know, running up against that. But I, I, I couldn't tell you. But so they've been having these mandatory uh, workouts that they have to do, and she injured herself. So it says first ever WWE Women's Grand Slam champion will be out of action until 2022. WWE announced on Friday that Bailey suffered an injury in a training session and expected to be out of action for approximately what injury? ACL. Did they say that? They, she said that. When did, when did she say that? They, uh, th- the one thing I saw was this, this like, you know how the W does that exclusive stuff? Mm-hmm. She addressed the injury, but then they, you know, I know she was still a character, so, uh. Wait, it, so, so she did it on TV? Well, it wasn't, you know how they do the exclusive stuff backstage where you got to go That's, on their YouTube channel? Uh, I don't, I don't. Oh, I don't know. But see, it's, it's, the, it's the, hold on. I, let, let me finish. Bailey was set to face, you know, Bianca Belair in uh, the Money in the Bay in an I Quit match. So, mm-hmm. uh, but now she's been out f- uh, for nine months. And then, so now, which we'll talk about with SmackDown, uh, she's been replaced by Carmella for Bianca Belair to go up against Carmella and Money in the Bay. So, um, now, Give me your thoughts on why do you think this is, you know, because it, it's kind of like what everybody thought, like, you know, the whole Dean Ambrose and John Moxley thing was, you know, not real or, or, or whatever. I, I just, okay, it's like, if she, they usually disclose the injury before, she's and then she's on she's on TV as her character saying, yeah, I got an ACL injury. Just like they make up, in, just like Montez got a, 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 a pomo, whatever he got. That they said he had, he had Bruce. What did they say? He had like a punctured log or something. Like they make up injuries. It's not, it's not common to make up injuries. No, I mean it's not common. Well, Cole, now you know, the Visic man feeding Michael Cole injury, opposed to you know a regular injury. But it's just the way I'm saying it like this. Look, if I'm not going to give them the, the kind of credit just, to story. It's not that. It's just also because when they first announced the injury, they didn't say nothing. They just said Bailey's out approximately nine months for this injury. They didn't disclose the injury, so mm-hmm. it was like okay. And then she went on SmackDown and she said, "Yes, I have an injury, and her leg is is bandaged up." She didn't ever say it was an ACL. She just said, "I have an injury." So nobody's disclosing the injury. He said she said it on her dot uh, com thing. That yes, but other than that, she hasn't said the injury anywhere other than dot com. I don't think it's like a major injury. I just think it's uh, if it get her off the of TV. 
maybe do it, whatever, I don't, whatever the case is. But I just don't. If you started breaking up, you should to get her off TV. I don't know if this is something to get her off the TV and refresh herself. I don't know what this is, but I think she probably does have an injury, but it's not like a serious injury. And I think after her injury, they just maybe trying to work her back. I don't know. I just don't. It just doesn't feel doesn't feel right. It's something about it doesn't feel right. See, the thing is, it's like it'd be different. Like, <sighs> so all right. So so if Roman Reigns has an injury, you know. They're going to tell the injury. They're going to tell you what it is, first and foremost. How long he going to be out. And he's going to say it on his Twitter. They're going to announce it on their Twitter. And he's going to announce it in front of everybody. But that's not necessarily how everything works. So so every injury of a major person hasn't had that? No. When Roman had cancer, they didn't say it. He told us. And remember? He he told us, right? He said he has cancer. And then after, they posted it everywhere. And here's the thing. After he said it, that's what, that's when they start posting it. That said they have a belly. But but what happened when Roman said he had cancer? No, people didn't believe him. But then they started posting it. They started posting yes, he has cancer and all that kind of stuff. Yes. Well, I have to say, but they even believe. even when they, even when they started doing that, they still didn't believe him because they, they thought it was because everybody thought. Not I'm not gonna say everybody, but there's a good amount of people that thought that. This was Vince McMahon's, because he is not below this, to uh, go out here and to try to get Roman Reigns sympathy. Because he yes. said he has cancer, and he has to go away and forfeit the championship. You had the Shield come out there, Seth Rollins crying his eyes out, and they sitting there like, oh my God, we about to get Roman over. And then he comes back in a couple months, and then all of a sudden, he's fine, and Vince got him over because he, he had to use cancer to get him over. But Which, in reality, he really had cancer. But that's how people, you know, proceeded because it wasn't the WWE usual kind of way. So here, here's what I'm saying. If Bailey's injury's fake, because it looks like the plan for Summer, because right now SummerSlam's going to be in Vegas, you're going to have Cardi there, and then uh, it looks like Bianca Belair's opponent should be Sasha. Yes, and well, I'll get to Sasha and Bianca in a minute. But, uh, but then the rumor had it that the match, at, uh, another woman special at, at SummerSlam was supposed to be Becky returning to go up against Bailey because they try to load the SummerSlam card up. Now, that's a huge match, and that that'll be a good match for Becky and Bailey to have. Because first of all, Bailey has been the MVP mm-hmm. of the Thunderdome era. Mm-hmm. Or the COVID era, whatever you want to call it, she has been because when we, when we when we talk about the whole Thunderdome and the best things about it, Bailey's on that list. She yep. she the stuff that she's done with Michael Cole, the match quality that she had, the character change that she had, mm-hmm. everything about Bailey was ding dong hello got over to me and it was getting it, it, it was getting over and this woman had did everything she even didn't even give her a match. At WrestleMania, let alone a ding dong hello segment at WrestleMania, they like shelved this woman, which is just criminal in itself. Then she go- goes into this rivalry with Bianca Belair to help put Bianca over. So they, they had that great hell in the cell match, but it came out of nowhere because there was no heat to it. So I was looking forward to this I quit match because if you're going to have money in the bank in the first pay per view with, with the live crowd there, you want to put on a big match. Carmella and they know Carmella. They're not fighting. Bianca, say what? 
They're not fighting at the pay-per-view. I know. That's what I'm saying. They know Carmella and Bianca Belair is not the pay-per-view match. That's why they have it on SmackDown. Look, look, Carmella in any title match was not even... Was, I don't even know why they even did that. But I would have just said, hey, Bianca, just defend your belt in the ladder match. That's yeah. what I would have did. Like, exactly. You know, hey. But it's kind of like, I think, the, the, the way I see it is because... Cause now, if it was fake, it's like okay, she attacked. no. I think she has an injury, but I don't think it's as serious as what they're making it to be. Is what I'm saying. It's kind of like I think it's like the Miz's injury, but it looks like not the Miz. Well, okay, sorry, my bad. No, I'm just saying, okay. See, it's like the Miz's injury, but then it's like they said it, and everybody. I see people online was like it's fake because how the hell you get the ACL tear. Was with the, with the zombie segment, but it happened. Then they show you know something like that. Okay. The Miz is the, I, I got two differences. That's that's this is kind of my my reasoning. The Miz's injury is they announce his injury. They say all right. The, they they announce it on their Twitter, whatever. Other wrestling news places confirm yes, Miz is injured. Miz is injured. Then he comes back, and it's then he's like all right, I'm injured. Edge bruised his whatever that was he bruised in the in the greatest match. It's like all right, Edge is torn his shoulder. Everyone was like, okay, Edge is torn his shoulder. Then they confirmed that Edge is torn his shoulder. But Bailey, they just said all right, Bailey's in. But and that's it. The same thing happened with Bailey. I'm reading this. TMZ said it. I'm reading this right now on CBS.com, CBSSports.com. I'm not reading this on WWE.com. I'm reading this article. And what is the injury? Okay, on here, let's see. I'm make sure. I'm gonna make sure. Uh, Cause I don't want to make sure I say anything wrong. On CBSSports.com, they don't have the list of the injuries. Nobody has the injuries. With my point, they just say it's an injury. So, do you think it's going to be an injury where they want to mirror it to see if it's? But so okay so. If it's not, if, if it's I'm an just, injury, okay. So I, I, I say nine months. That's 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 my question. I think it's an injury where she just out indefinitely and not, and they just put nine months on it. You know, they let that add time, so when she comes back earlier, people will be but least just, expecting it. Oh fuck! Just damn. I don't I'm know. Sorry. No, I'm sorry. I, I, I ripped my 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 pillow. <laughs> it was by accident. <laughs> Yeah, I was at the edge. I was like, oh "My God, this thing rips again." Anyway, um, no, my my thing is, we can't say WWE will do this, but then it contradicts them for wanting to do that. They are struggling. They do you not think they're bringing up Tegan Knox and Shotzi, which they dropped Blackheart, which is stupid. They brought them up because they panicked. Yeah. She, they brought, was, was stupid. It is, which we'll get to on SmackDown. But they brought them up in the middle of them having storylines. Especially Tegan. Tegan's on solo. Oh. She's in the middle of a feud and, and Ember Moon or and, and storyline. And the same thing goes with Ember and Shazi Blackheart. They are yeah. in the middle of something and they just brought them up. They panicking because... It pro- it was something while she it, it, she was training, and I think it was just like damn she probably blew out her ACL, and I I think it could be a case where well maybe if we don't say it, kind of like you know the whole 
NBA jinx thing. If we don't say it, maybe it won't be that. So they just kept saying she's out here with this injury. But the, the whole nine months, everybody knows a nine-month injury is ACL. Now, I don't know if W wants to keep hiding it or whatever the case may be. But it would not make no sense for her to come screw Bianca and money in the bank. Because, oh. huh? Because that, that, that would have to lead them and to have a match. Nobody's uh, thinking that. That will have to lead them into a match at SummerSlam, and we should already know that that spot is saved for Sasha. It has to be, mm-hmm. especially after yeah. what happened last night. It has to be. So, uh, that's why I'm saying it's like I, I don't, I, I truly don't know what to be. I mean, it, it'll be smart storytelling. If they, if they made this the whole thing seem, seem like, you know, a real injury and trying to be fake. No, I I don't. I, I just, I think it's a real injury. I just don't think it's as serious as nine months. That's all I'm saying. I mean, I, well, see, if that's the case, it'll be like, it's kind of like when Finn Balor got injured and they want to mirror it. Like, they, they didn't want to say what kind of injury it was and they didn't really want to list how long he'll be out. But they, when they realized, okay, he can't go no more, then they had to finally say, you got to vacate the title. But now for them, to, which was which was the next day, yeah. Now, Father for, yeah, for them, to, for for them to say expected to miss nine months of action, and they did that panic move on SmackDown, and we don't even know what panic move they're gonna do on Raw, because yeah. you know, you know, Vince's baby, they're gonna do a panic move on Raw, and they're probably gonna bring somebody up on NXT and don't need to be up there right now, just to just to get some women up on there, because if Becky's gonna come back. It gotta be at uh, SummerSlam, and the, and the only thing is now, if if Becky and Bailey was the plan match at SummerSlam, then then you gotta go for a Plan B, because even if she's not injured for nine months, she's not gonna make SummerSlam. Yeah. So now the question is, what what does Becky have to do? And my thing is, you just have her go up against Rhea, mm-hmm. and don't put Charlotte in the match. Yeah, I thought the whole plan initially was was Rhea, Becky, and Bianca and Sasha. That's what I would do. Yeah, I don't want to see Bailey versus Becky. We've never seen it. But I'm well. First of all, we've seen, you know, Lisa Frank Bailey taking on, you know, yeah, Becky. But, but but the man Becky after she comes back from having a baby versus this version of Bailey. It's kind of like everybody said. I don't want to see Cena and Roman. I'm like we. The way Roman is now, we ain't never seen that match before. We've well, seen Shield it, Roman. There is difference. I will say, there is a lot of difference. But I'm saying, as far as the actual match, not the build up, the actual match, I would rather try to try to do something kind of fresher. Just, just me. I mean, I do get that. And even though, like I said, with the heel turn, you know, I know B- Bailey's match style. Would definitely change, but however, I get, yeah. I get I get what you're saying, and me personally, I, I I would do the rear because it'll be like let me go fight for my title that I never lost in the first place, mm-hmm. you know, and yeah. do it that way. But I the reason why I, I have no faith in that is because I will see them just adding Charlotte for the sake of adding Charlotte, and Charlotte don't need to be there. She don't need to be there, but they're gonna try to find some way. To beef up this SummerSlam because it's going to be in Vegas. These days it's going to be in Vegas. They're trying to have Cardi. They're trying to make this just, a, not just at Vegas, but at the stadium too. 
Exactly. They try to turn this thing into WrestleMania. Cause yeah, it's gonna have more attendance. I'm about to say it, exactly. Is it, it, isn't that place outside too? No, it's a, it's a stadium. It's a stadium. Okay, I'm about to say because there that'd be like the first outdoor summer since '92. No, it's a, it's a dome. But yeah, when, when, when it, you can't just sit there and think when the last time SummerSlam was in a dome. It's the first time. First time. So they so Vince is obviously trying to put the foot, you know, the pedal to the metal here on, on, on this one. So. I hope whatever is wrong with Bailey, I hope she's fine because, like I said, with Bailey getting hurt, it's, I'm sorry, no disrespect to these women, but it ain't like Liv Morgan or Carmella getting hurt. I don't. It's like okay, I hope they get better for, you know, for for their craft and for you know them having a job of wrestling and everything like that. But when it comes to Bailey, was literally the MVP, one one of mm-hmm. the m- most valuable players when it comes to this god awful COVID era. She was fun to watch. She was entertaining, and she, her match quality just jumped. And everybody she was in the ring with, she made better. That whole Hell in a Cell match with Sasha Banks last year was great. Mm-hmm. Me personally, I wanted I wanted to see that WrestleMania because of how rich their rivalry is. But still, getting it at Hell in a Cell, that was a damn that was a great match. So, but speaking of great matches, um. Dude, did you watch the SBs the other night? I uh, did not. I actually I seen one part of Anthony Mackie talking about Trey Young's hair, and that was it. Yo, did you did, did you see the joint about what he said about Ben Simmons? I didn't. Okay. I have to watch it. Can I tell you what he said? Uh, I, you can say it, and I'm not gonna listen because I wanna. I wanna okay, so you can say it for the people. Okay, well, I, I, for the people out there who didn't see the SB, because you know, Philly, Trey, you know, and Ben Simmons, you know, we have, we, we, our relationship's kind of bad right there. Anthony Maggie gets up on that jaw and says, Ben Simmons took home a special SB for his humanitarian work for building orphanages with his playoff bricks. <laughs> I was like, yo, Captain America ain't do that. Captain America ain't do that, but don't worry, I'm done now, Prime. Prime, you still there? Are you done yet? Yeah, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. Okay, okay, okay. I'm done. I'm done. I took my headphones out. I'm done. I'm done. Okay, but overall, um, so the ESPYS was last night, and everybody knows, you know, that's the uh, the the sports award stuff like that, and if it just so happens that WWE finally uh, got a category. They had it last year. Oh, it had last year? Because I, I, I know it, it's still recent that it just came back. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, they had the best WWE moment, and then they had a lot of things that was nominated. Of course, Roman Reigns, Edge. What was all nominated? Say what? What was all nominated? Do you know? Okay, so I know... Uh, when it came to best WWE moment, I, I know uh, we had it was Bianca Belair winning the Royal Rumble, it was mm-hmm. Edge returning, mm-hmm. it, it was uh, Roman Reigns coming back, it was um, oh it was Edge returning for twenty twenty and not and for twenty twenty one not twenty twenty, correct, okay, yeah so so it it, it was that and. Uh, what else? Wait a minute. 
Why did they do the Astros in the middle of the year for 2020? <laughs> no, no, to be honest with you, I don't. I couldn't tell you. I, I really could, I really couldn't tell you. And of course, Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks main event in WrestleMania, obviously was one. And um, so those uh, those were the ones I can remember off the top of my head that were nominated. So Bianca got nominated mm-hmm. twice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so the winners, it came, it, it came. Um, Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks won for being uh, for main event WrestleMania and being the first black woman to main event WrestleMania in history. Mm-hmm. Huge accomplishment that was made by them. They were both there at the ESPYS, you know, to accept it. I still, I still don't know if I really like the announcement of it. What you mean? But I like the moment. What you mean? Like they, they, they try to overly make it big. It's important. They should have been doing this. Well, yeah, let's, let's give us a clap on the hand for actually finally letting women compete in the main event and black women. So that's what I feel like they are trying to do. So you're saying, uh, so basically you're saying that WWE kind of like sponsored this thing up, you're saying, or, 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 or wanted to get the to get the um they wanted to get the pat on the back the pat on the back oh yeah of course because look it's a big moment it's a huge moment and i know that but the way that they make it seem is it don't it don't feel genuine sometimes sometimes it don't i'll give you that i, I you, you know me I, I i will give you that the, the reason why i'm like i said i'm happy for this one like okay because WWE can try to take all the credit they want to i'm glad they got the shot at the ass you know, I'm glad that and I'm I'm not I'm glad that it was just a regular WWE moment that we've seen in wrestling all the time. And yes, you are right. 2021, we should have been had black women main event. We should have been had women main event. You know, we should have we should have we should this shouldn't still be a new chapter. But unfortunately, it yeah, is. Yeah, I mean, just let's just be honest. Going into going into WrestleMania 32, we already knew nobody wanted to see Triple H. And Roman, we already knew everybody wanted to see Sasha. You know, I, I, I digress. I digress. I mean, I get you, but that's just you know how things are. So I'm saying, so you you know you gotta have you gotta have that that little bit of build up and stuff like that to uh you know get get those kind of victories. And this right here is definitely going to be a victory in our book because of what these women accomplished. Because here's the thing. It would have been different. I'm gonna be honest with you. It would have been different if they just put Sasha and and Bianca in the main event. The match sucked, and if the match sucked, and they did not live up to the expectations of that match, or it it, it ended with a roll up. You know what I'm saying? Or it's just like they they botched too many moves, and they was out there uh, too nervous. But then they tried to hype this thing up as you know we had black women in the main event, and then you know they 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 made history and I'm like yeah but but that's all smoke and mirrors because y'all want that pat on the back because everything else sucked but that's not the case they made a vented and they were you can make an argument the best night or the best match on both shows mm-hmm. you can make an argument that well that was the best match in night one or just that that was one of the, the top two matches at WrestleMania, and we're not just saying that because it's Bianca and Sasha. We're saying that because we've seen two women go up in there and bust their ass. 
not even two women, they're just two wrestlers. That's yeah, well, just, that, we see two wrestlers who love the love the craft that they do. Go in there and bust their ass. That just so happen to be women. That just so happen think, to be black. I think that's what I. That's see. That's what I. That's what I. That's what I would say. It's not just because they're women and not just because they're black. They're wrestlers that just so happen to be black women. But on WWE's the way that they spin it is now we we are black women wrestlers. You know because they they you know opportunities are short. So, mm. you know. I mean, I, I so, get... Sometimes I just... Sometimes I see stuff that they do, and I was like, they just really desperately want a pat on the back, and I just don't... It just don't seem genuine to me. Especially knowing Vince McMahon and knowing how he is on racial stuff. Sometimes it always seems like a pat on the back to me. I mean, I... I, I, I get... You know what? This is all Greg. Speaking of pat, pat on the back, why does Jackson Record still have a job? Why is he a baby face? Oh, please. <laughs> because why? If you talk about all this progressive stuff and then this guy is the, the, the good guy, he's the good guy? Yeah. See, that's what I'm saying. I I don't get certain things because I think he, he, he's doing all the things he can for us. I don't think this guy's going to sell no money like that. And then when you get up, and see, the question is... Nobody... No. We don't know what he is. Who's going to buy stuff from him? I'm just... Well, you... The ones who feel the way he do, but what I'm saying is, <laughs> what, 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 what I'm saying is, when it comes to the live crowd, the live crowd's gonna let you know how they feel about this guy or not. Uh huh. And the the biggest testimony to that was what happened with Hulk Hogan at this past WrestleMania. They yep. booed. This is Hulk but fucking Hogan. He's always been. I don't say he's always been booed since he's since maybe twenty. 13, 14, he's been getting booed. When Hogan first came back, after the whole debacle, right? Mm-hmm. When, Hulk, when Hogan first came back, they cheered that man. The Hogan fans cheered that man because they felt as though he was coming back and he was being forgiven, and then they realized that Hogan's full of shit. Mm-hmm. Okay, so then, and then on top of that, at insult to injury, they put him out there with Titus O'Neil. <laughs> so then when they, they was out there with a, in, a, in, a, in the live crowd up there in Florida, and they was like, you know what, man? Fuck him. It all it, it really all depends on because sometimes you get just get tired of that shit, and you know why WWE is doing it. You and you know why Vince is doing Hogan and Titus as the host. Come on now. You know what that was about. They wanted Hogan, out of all people, to get the tightest rub. Said never, ever in wrestling history. If, see, if you wanted to get Hogan over, they should have had, like, NWO be the, be the, the host or something. But like, people would cheer the NWO. Are you going to put Hogan and Titus up? All right, we, we get on the wrong thing. My bad. Sorry. No, no. I, 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 look, everything I get what you're saying. I support what you're saying, so don't don't think I don't sympathize with what you're saying. But I, but the the reason why this thing feels different to me is because of how much they, these women bust their ass in that matchup. It was a, it was a genuinely good mm-hmm. it was a good genuinely match. good match. It was a great match, and if somebody was to put it as their match of the year for 2021, I'm not mad at them. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is going to be in the category. 
if this match was like Brock Lesnar versus Undertaker for WrestleMania 30, like that match was garbage. Or or how about this? Undertaker versus Roman Reigns, WrestleMania 33. Oh, okay. So remember, the moment was he retired, and they kept building up that moment when he put the hat stuff in the ring, right? Mm-hmm. But you know why that's all they, they, they didn't talk about? Because the match was ass. The match yep. was trash. It was one of the worst main events in WrestleMania history, and that's the problem. So now, if they was to go around to ESPN or Sports Center. Well, same same shit, or undisputed, whatever the case may be. And at the ESPYS, and they said, moment of the year, Brock, uh, Roman Reigns and Undertaker, because Undertaker just so-called quotations retired. That right there, I think. I think in that in that position, WWE would have spent it and just had Undertaker retirement be the moment, and not the match. It, exactly, but but, but see, but see, what I'm saying that right there to me is the pat on the back. Because nothing about that match deserves that. You see what I'm saying? Right. The difference between Bianca and Sasha is that they went out there, they had a damn good match in front of a crowd because the crowd helped. Bianca won the championship. She was genuinely overcome with emotion. Sasha was genuinely overcome with emotion. These women... When they was in the ring, knowing they was creating history, like even before the match started, Bianca Belair was crying. I was just like, "Yo, you gotta get together, sis, because we gotta do this." And Sasha had to look away, like, "Yo, don't get me to crying right now. We got business to take care of. Because if we don't, if we fail at this, remember they will come down on black women harder than anybody else. Mm-hmm. And if they fail at this, they will not get this opportunity again. Because I think they would have still gathered again, even though." I, even though they did deliver, I still think they still would have got it because it's they show time and time again that they are capable of it. Sometimes nerves do get in the way, but I still think they, I think they would have got an opportunity eventually. Uh, eventually, but see, that's the thing. Why do we have to wait for eventually? When because eventually is how we still doing this in twenty twenty one because we're eventually is going to get there. But this yeah. thing should be happening more common and more often. So that. So with that being said, and then all all the history that, that's happened between them, this is this is a genuine moment for them, and they, they look genuinely happy at the ESPYS because like, hey, they've been. It, it kind of felt like we were celebrating black women all through the ESPYS yesterday, anyway. Mm-hmm. And even that 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 speech, um, what's what, what's homegirl's name? I'm trying to look her up right now. Who? Um the. The, the one who won female college basketball player of the year. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, she... Oh, no. Yeah, uh, the best college athlete women's sports, uh, Paige Burkers for UConn basketball. If uh, When you go back and listen to her, she, she made a speech, and she thanked everybody, you know, the traditional things, thank God, her family. But she said in her speech, she, she talked about how black women in this sport are not they, they, they don't pay no attention to these to these women and how I'm part of a sport that is the majority black but yet they, their accomplishments are always hidden behind white women she mm-hmm. stood up for us yep. and when I say us I mean as black people but I'm saying but she stood up for black women in her speech and it was a nice I went back and listened to it and it was nice and it just for them to be celebrating all that and it's like and I think Triple H genuinely is happy because those are his kids those are his NXT kids mm-hmm. 
it's like I don't care what Stephanie got to say. I really don't care. You know what I'm saying? I don't care what Stephanie got to say, and I damn sure don't care if all Vince cared about is the publicity. But I think when it came to, to the moment, it was a good moment for one the culture, good mo- mo- moment for the women, good moment for WWE in general because they, they they needed one. But I think from the parties involved, that it it was a genuinely happy time. That's why I said after what happened at the ESPYS, it ain't no way it can't be Sasha and Bianca. Cause I thought they were gonna put Sasha in the money in the bank, but it looks like they're just gonna just straight out put Sasha in the match with Bianca. Why not make? Why not? If these women draw money, why not do it again? Yeah. That's that's all I'm saying. So I mean, I thought I thought uh, I thought initially when they had the match at WrestleMania that, was gonna, that the rematch was going to be at SummerSlam anyway. Yeah, but see, I I thought you know they was going to you know do the whole fight fourteen times. So by the time SummerSlam comes, it, it'll feel dry. But they haven't touched since WrestleMania. No, Sasha's been gone. So I, that's why I think she's going to come back on the maybe the SmackDown with. Fans, the first one where she fights Carmella, or the, the week after. Yeah, she she's gonna come back, and it's gonna. I thought she's gonna they were gonna make her win money in the bank. I was like, if you put her money in the bank, it's gonna be too damn obvious. She gotta win. If you put her money in the bank, it's too damn obvious. But so now I think it's gonna just hold it off, and they're gonna be like, all right, we're gonna have a Raw superstar winning, and then or maybe Becky takes the spot and she wins it, and she goes. I don't know how it's gonna go, but yeah. I just wanted to make sure that, you know, we give our black women some love and give them the roses because that's what we need to do. So, with all that, uh, with all that being said, it's time to get on to our SmackDown review. So, this is uh, our SmackDown review. Me and Prime's review that, you know, I had to force them to, to get on the SmackDown review with me. But this is for the results of July 9th, 2021. This is uh, the last SmackDown in the Thunderdome era. Before we go uh, and meet up with the fans and everything. So, did you see SmackDown? Or go uh, back and yes, watch it? Go back and watch Oh, you did? Okay. So, uh... Let's go get let's go get into this. Uh, so SmackDown, first of all, like I said, now for those who have listened, I'm not, I'm not trying to say I got a broken record, but y'all know, like I said, with the passing of my mother and stuff like that, my mind, May and June, I've been out of it. So once again, a lot of stuff I'm new to, such as this whole I'm depressed Barry Corbin, this whole Nakamura doing Wayne's World with this other, who is that guy? That's Rick Booz. That's the guy that was at NXT doing the, the air guitar. Okay, so uh, all right, sure. Uh, Seth Rollins and and, and uh, Cesaro are still going at it for some reason, and then no, 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 no. That was their first. That was their second match since since WrestleMania. Hey, the second match. He had a match since then. No, it's the second match since since Mania. They had Mania, then they had another match, and then this is the third. Okay. I, I I gotta go back and you know, a little that whole thing up. But um, maybe the fourth. M- yeah, I I I think that that sounds about right right there. So uh, we 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 recap with Edge surprise return and attack on Roman Reigns because it's going to be Edge versus Roman Reigns at Money in the Bank for the championship. Uh, so Roman Reigns comes out and then uh Jimmy Uso is there 
on TV on SmackDown. No punishment, no get beat up, no, no. I said, well, maybe if we watch the whole show, they're probably going to kind of like maybe write him out the show. I don't know if you thought that or not. How do you think it was going to happen? So, uh, yeah, now I thought he just wasn't going to be on the show, like in, in general. Uh huh. Okay. Well, uh, so, um, Roman's in the ring. And Roman says that the only reason Edge got the better of him two weeks ago was Reigns' lack of focus due to all his family issues. So, you know the Vin Diesel memes was coming with the whole Fast and Furious family thing. Yeah. And then so... They've been, uh, they've been hitting hard this week. I don't know if you've been seeing them. I some of them have been funny, some of them haven't. Uh, Jimmy asks why Reigns thinks he got, he got in Edge's face last week. Jimmy says that he did it... Uh, he said he did it for fame, but he doesn't. He doesn't recall Reigns being there. Reigns said that he never actually would do anything for us. See, so it looked like they, 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 they kind of shooting on him. Uh, Reigns said that he was busy doing what Jimmy couldn't do, and coming out the ring and making his return to SmackDown. Jay Uso's back. I was like, they say he's making his return. I was like, where did he go? Then I think it's, I don't know. He was gone for, for two weeks exactly. So I mean, I don't know. Oh, so I don't know. So uh. Jay Uso comes back and says, "Look, we need to get back on track, and we need to go after them SmackDown Tag Team Championships." And I was, and then Roman's like, "That's all. That's all I wanted all along, you know. Say for us, to, you know, y'all follow my lead, and we could be stronger together as a family." And they all have a group hug, and I'm just like, oh, "Okay, well, I, I mean, I, I don't even. Who is the Tag Team Champions now? For for what SmackDown? Oh, um." Oh, I what? don't know. Who is it? Who is it? Still Ziggler? Is it Rude and is it Rude and Ziggler? That's forgettable. No, or is it the Mysterios? Is it? No, it's that's the Mysterios. Up. I don't even know who the team t- champion is. The Mysteri- it's the Mysterios. Mysterios. Wow. Wow. Okay. <laughs> it's been that long. And it's been that bad of a booking that I don't even know who the tag team champions are. Yeah, it, it's Ray and Dominic. Uh, okay. So uh, that's how that ends. Baron Corbin is interviewing backstage. Corbin says he needs to win. He lost everything. He says that he, he won money in the bank before and championship opportunity when it comes to money in the bank. He turns life around. But uh, Corbin walks into the ring with no music or interest. I was like, where is this depressed Baron Corbin with the horseshoe hairline coming in at? Uh, because he's lost, he's he lost like four, five weeks in a row, I think. Okay. So, so he lost his he lost his quote unquote King of the Ring. So instead of them calling him King Corbin, now they just call him Baron Corbin. And that's why we got this whole King Skate Nakamura. Yeah. Wow. Uh. Biggie's out there in the ring, and then uh, him and Pat McAfee sit on the couch at ringside where they got the little uh, foot machines going on. I thought that was funny. Um, as they watched the match between Corbin and Nakamura. So, uh, Nakamura, we got uh, some Money in the Bank qualifying matchup. Mary Corbin taking which on I don't know. I, which I don't know why Biggie was out there. I don't, but he's in the Money in the Bank match. That's probably why. But why does, but why does, why is he out there, though? I couldn't tell you, bro. <laughs> I, 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 
I really couldn't tell you. So, uh, the match is actually kind of okay. I still try to understand this whole Corbin thing. Corbin uh, takes Doc. I mean, look, look, look. You said you haven't been watching, right? Yes. And you said it was Shinsuke versus Corbin, right? Uh huh. I'm not even kidding. I told him not Kennedy been fighting for like the past six weeks. Every every week. I believe it. I so believe it. Cause, like I said, like no no tag matches. Nobody added in. No triple threat. Just one on one every week. Bro, I With Shinsuke it. winning every week. I believe because it's like one week I seen the graphic, the next week I see the graphic with the crown on. I'm like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> so I was like, what, 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 what's happening? So uh, Corbin hits uh, Nakamura with a brain bust on the announce table, which I thought was a cool spot. Uh, Corbin uh, comes back and he misses the he missed the uh, uh, the corner spear. Doctor showed it to the post, but Corbin hits a, a, a deep six and covers for two as Nakamura kicks out. Uh, Nakamura goes, grabs his hands, gives him a knee right to the face, and then goes, uh, gives him a Kinshasa for the three count. And Shinsuke or King State Nakamura or King Nakamura, whatever the hell he's called now, has qualified for the Money in the Bank match. So that's good. I think, I think this is his first matchup. Uh, second. The second Money in the Bank one? Yeah. Okay. Because, but now the card for the, for the ladder match is stacked, though. It is it is a stack like this should damn sure if they give him thirty plus minutes should be a good match. Like to the point where I'm looking at it, I'm like, I don't even know who probably gonna win this. I mean, I know who I would who will make sense to win, but we'll see. Okay. Yeah, because we gotta do our predictions next week anyway. Um the Usos were talking backstage and then uh they, they, they were trying to see if they could go handle some family business and go talk to Edge's locker room. Uh, women tag team champions Natalia and Tamina are out in the ring, and they said uh, they they've been challenged to a non-title match against a team that has never been seen before on SmackDown. And I'm like, oh, real, real quick, real yeah. quick, before we get to that, some people, some people was telling me that uh, Paul Heyman changed his profile picture, and it's like a picture of, it's like a picture of. Roman getting beat up by Brock and, and Heyman's on the outside of the ring laughing. Uh-oh. But I don't know why. Like, I don't I don't see Roman versus Brock, so I don't know, like... I'm about to say, like, the, if they're doing the whole Brock thing, it need to go to Lashley. Yeah, so I, I don't I don't know. I just... I, he just randomly did it. People was like, oh, could this be something? I don't know. Just thought I'd bring that up when I was, when yeah, I was I, I, you know, I, I don't know what that could be, but it could probably be something. But then we, we get coming to the ring, uh, Shasi and uh, Tegan Knox. There's no Shasi Blackheart no more, it's just Shasi, and they're coming. I hate in, it, I, I, I hate, hate it too. And I was like, what? at first, of all, I was like, why would I do this? Because they pushed that panic button when he heard about Bailey. Tegan Knox just interrupted a cough. Candice LeRae and the way the women's tag titles on NXT, and, and so that oh, well, that angers me so much because she just came back. That was her return. Yeah, her return. She came back to NXT. And now she's on SmackDown, doing nothing pretty much. Except in a tag, she's formed another tag team match with somebody who already had a tag partner that I was already cool with, and they already won the tag championship. 
Exactly. So they just broke up Ember and Shotzi because they did, or maybe Ember said, I don't want to go back to the main roster. And said, I want to stay down here on NXT, which I don't blame her at all. But, uh, so they had a matchup, and it's, it's a simple match. I mean, it's, Shotzi's getting beat up for the most part of it, but then, uh, Tiganas comes and she, uh, it's uh, corner senton down on uh, Tamina. Then uh, the tight does a little spinning clothesline, takes her out. But then Shashi Blackheart takes her down with a little clothesline, then goes to the top and gives her the Becky Lynch height diving senton. I'm like, she gets no height with that at all. And I'm like, it's, it's kind of like, like Shashi jumps off the top rope like Becky Lynch do. Like, she they just fall off. It ain't like, mm-hmm. it ain't like a kill to Zao here. He gets height on that senton. He jump off the top rope, so yeah, she just like falls. Yeah, like I don't get that, but uh, so Shazi and Tegan Knox win the matchup, and I'm like, okay, sure, it's been pin the champions, and that's what it was. Uh, Edge is interviewed backstage. He said he doesn't have a comment about the family reunion since he will save it for tonight when he calls our reigns. Sonya Deville is making her way out to the ring to announce who Bailey, uh, who Bianca Belair's replacement is going to be. Or who's Bailey's replacement for the match against Bianca Belair? So, uh, Sonya Deville comes out. She says she has to make an announcement that she never wants to make, and she announces Bailey's injury and says that it might uh, Bianca Belair will not be defending her championship at Money in the Bank. So, she will. This whole segment was stupid. Say what? This whole segment was stupid to me. Yeah. Well, so um, Carmel. Uh, well, she says <laughs> that. So next week on SmackDown, uh, she will be defending her championship against Carmella, and I'm like, okay. And then Liv Morgan comes out and she's all pissed and gets all up in Sonya's face, and Sonya says, "You need to back off because after I pull Carmella, I put you in the Money in the Bank ladder match. So to give you an opportunity, so what you need to do is you have 30 seconds to back up on my face before I decide to change my mind. You got that?" She said, "Yeah, got it." So then she goes to the Carmella and says, "I hope." You win the championship because I'm going to win money in the bank and then I'm going to cash in on you. I'm like, well, first off, that's cute. That's mad cute, but none of that's happening, okay? Because live. can you imagine Vegas, SummerSlam, especially after Bianca and Sasha won the ESPY, that Carmella and Liv Morgan are going to fight for the Women's Championship at SummerSlam? Yeah, absolutely not. <laughs> no disrespect to those women. Ain't happening. Ain't happening at all. The Bianca Belair comes out as Liv Morgan goes and stares down her belt, and then uh, you know she has respect for Bailey, but uh, don't like her. And uh, Carmella, she see you next week. That's, that's basically how it was. And I'm just like, well, uh, Carmella is going to be cute. She gonna get, give a decent match, but she ain't winning that match. And Liv Morgan ain't winning that briefcase. Yeah, uh, Liv has been. Liv is in a weird storyline. I know, because her, her, her homie got fired. Not even that. I would have just gave it to both of them, because, like, they've been fighting for the past four weeks, too. So you made, week, made, 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 made a triple threat match? Yeah, just to get it over with. <sighs> no, you know, you got they, they got to do, in their eyes, the long-term booking, bro. But, sure. It is. Speaking of silly, silly uh, here we go again. 
a Money in the Bank qualifying match. Seth Rollins taking on Cesaro. So uh, the match begins. Cesaro gets a quick takedown, and then goes for, uh, uh, Rollins reverses it and rolls a four to one count. So this is how kind of match is going on. Uh, it's it's a good match of bodies too, because which it, it, it's going to be. Um, and at one point in the matchup, I don't know when this happened, but Seth Rollins makes Cesaro bleed. Or he, I don't know what what move it came on, that happened. But uh, he took him to the, he, he was beating him up, but he beats him to the outside, and then he gives him a DT on the ramp. So I thought he was gonna win by countout, but Cesaro finds a way to uh, get back in the ring. Tries to go for a sharpshooter, but Seth gets out, and as Cesaro's trying to get back up, blade everything. He gets curb stomped by Seth Rollins, and Seth Rollins wins the matchup. So, uh, oh, which by the way, they also did that, did that, did that spot, um, which always scares me. You know, like when they had the suplex, and then they go over the top rope with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the the last time I see somebody pull it off perfectly was Cedric Alexander and somebody else from Two Hundred Five Live when they both went over the rope and they both landed on their feet. Uh, and, and, Murphy. And, and Murphy and they did the suplex on the outside. That was dope. This one, Cesaro and Seth Rollins, they went out there and they kind of fell, but it was still dope that them trying to do that. Seth Rollins qualifies for the Money to Bank ladder match. I know people online are mad because Cesaro didn't do it, but Seth Rollins, I mean, that's probably what I would have picked anyway. To, 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 I mean, I would have had them both in there, but, you know. So, yeah, but the, the thing is kind of full now. So, from, from SmackDown, we got Big E, Kevin No, no, Owens. I'm saying I, I would have, like, tried to put both of them in there and not some of the people that... that well, but here's whatever. the thing. It don't matter. This match is loaded, so... Who would you take out? Because everybody in here, I want to see in there. Yeah, but I just think, as far as the year is concerned, they, I don't know. Because I don't want to, you can't replace nobody, but I kind of want to I'm about to say, since there's been a lot of them, and you notice how the, the whole book of what Cesaro was going to go in the first place. So see, several hours go back in, go back in the one is fine, along with Biggie, uh, Kevin Owens, and... Nakamura from SmackDown, then Ricochet, John Morrison. Maybe KO just because he said he was taking time off, but since he's not, and I thought he was. Uh huh. But maybe K- KO in that sense. I don't know. I got I, I, KO, KO for Cesaro, maybe. Maybe. What's that, what's that the match goes? Because I'm right now, I'm curious to the point where I, I don't know who going to win this matchup. I have some ideas, but we'll see. Uh, the Usos try to go the outside Edge's locker room, and then Jimmy loses patience and goes in there because, you know, he tries to attack Edge. Edge's not in there. Several Rollins is backstage. like, I did it. Yeah. And then, and then but um, him and Edge uh, meet up, which I think this is the match for SummerSlam. Edge and Seth Rollins? Yeah. I, I thought all this stuff was, like, already planned out. Well, I mean, I didn't see the some said predictions and stuff like that, but I think that'd be a dope match. No, nah, I just thought, I just thought, what was that? They did something else. It was like something similar to this, but they like looked at each other. Uh huh. What was it? It was something. He was like, "How's your neck?" or something when they passed by each other. So oh, okay. Something like that. Yeah. Well, Edge confronts Rollins, and Edge says that he takes the opportunity when he sees it and says he's about to do something that Rollins never could do. And that's call out Reigns, so obviously that's going to that's going to sting right there. So obviously that's going to be 
a dope match at SummerSlam if it goes right. Chad Gable and Otis, the new look for Otis. Otis all major serious now with his Alpha Academy. Do I like it? I'm not sure yet, but it's something. He ain't the joke Otis from last year when he when he gave you know that money to bank briefcase you know, you know to, to Otis that way. If he gave it to this Otis, maybe. So uh, this is if you said Alpha Academy, the result is always the same. And Otis says we will destroy anyone. Edge makes his way out uh, to the ring, and Edge um, is in the ring. Congratulations uh, are in order for Reigns reuniting the family. But Edge says he doesn't care about many brainwashed millions. Reigns has. Edge said he, he, he will call uh, cause cracks in the table, and nobody will stop him from becoming Universal Champion. So uh, Roman uh, is backstage watching, and then he tells the Usos, he's like, look, I'm going out there. I will go out there. Don't nobody come out there after me. But of course, Reigns goes out there, and then what, what do we hear? Usos, and here come the Usos. And I'm like, now even though I haven't been watching in a while, why don't they learn? Why don't they learn? Because every time Roman said don't do something, they get fucked up, and he does. He let them get fucked up. Well, a brawl starts, and they start beating down Edge. But then here come the Mysterios. And I'm like, well, here we go. We've built up for that six-man tag next week, which is going to happen next week, that six-man tag matchup. But then uh, Edge and Mysterio's going to get the advantage. Roman leaves the ring, and then Edge starts putting the cross face with the, with the chair bar on Jimmy Uso. Then he does it in uh, with Jay Uso. Then goes back to Jimmy Uso. And Roman is not helping. He's just sitting there watching as all this is happening. And he is not helping his cousins at all because it's probably be punishment because he told him to stay back and that was SmackDown this week so obviously uh for me not seeing SmackDown in a while uh I'm not saying it's the best show ever but I'm saying but I give it a thumbs up this week yeah I give it one too yeah so uh make sure you guys and they uh uh they uh officially said that it's uh the, the bloodline versus Mysterios and Edge and all that it's for oh Okay, so next week in front of the crowd, right? Yeah. Okay. All right, well, that, that, should, oh, that should be a dope main event. I mean, Jimmy probably going to get booed the fuck out of the way, but, I mean, he's a heel. He's going to be a heel now anyway. So, um, yeah, that was SmackDown, guys. So, we are coming to the end of Thunderdome era because Raw being the last show. So, I'm glad we can get this up. Speaking of the last show of the Thunderdome, the Thunderdome Era is coming to an end, Prime. Are you excited? Hello? Uh, yes, very much. Okay, so, look. I am. This is probably going to go down as one of the worst eras in wrestling history. There's the Golden Era. There's yep. the Hogan Era. Uh, there's the New Generation Era. There's the Attitude Era. There's the Rufus Aggression Era. There's the PG Era. Then we have this COVID Era, which caught, which brought on the Thunderdome and which brought on many of these bad Raws, these bad SmackDowns, even bad NXTs. No, it's not. Oh, it's, it's not like they wasn't bad before then. Oh, they were, they, they were bad before then, but it got worse. Okay, it got worse. And you're thinking, how did it get worse? It got surprisingly worse. So, the question is, there was some shining lights 
in the, the Thunderdome or the COVID era. So I figured, you know, we already know all the bad shit. But I was saying, if we could pick out some of the things that we did, like about the, this era as it's about to come to an end, what what were they, in your opinion? You said some of the what? Some of the good things that came out of the, the COVID slash Thunderdome era. Uh, hmm. or that, that's actually different. The, the, obviously, Roman. Well, well, yeah, well, I was, first I was going to say, off the back, what we just talked about it was Bailey. Oh, yeah. I think too. Bailey was one of the, the shining lights of the, the pandemic era. And, of course, her rivalry with Sasha Banks, her match, her matches, her fussy and Michael Cole, and just okay. her her heel work has been great. And I think she's one of the shining stars. And just like you mentioned, Roman. Roman finally doing the heel stuff. Uh-huh. <clears throat> the tribal chief... The, the aligning with Paul Heyman, the winning the Universal Championship, the sitting at the head of the table, being the head of the table, how Paul Heyman walks on eggshells around Roman Reigns, how they uh, build up Jimmy U- Jay Uso to main event Jay Uso. Uh-huh. Yeah, that the, the whole thing with Roman been good. The only thing that's kind of sad is that the fans weren't there to see him do, do the turn. Because I think that would have been great. Now, I know the fans who did a boot here at WrestleMania. No, I, I kind of think that it's good because they got to experiment without them there so that when they are there, then he can be full on. But can you just imagine the fans when Roman was turning and talking and then it's Paul Heyman sitting right there? I mean, that would have been crazy. Okay. It was okay, but it wasn't. Cause they they still didn't know what to make of, so it wasn't technically like it wasn't wouldn't have been like a big heel shock. You just been like, oh, that's weird. Bruh. Not like him, like not like him physically beating somebody up. Well, he did beat the Phoenix Strowman. Um, also, I think was a positive in this whole COVID era. MVP in the hurt business. It okay. Di- yeah. It died too soon, but Cedric uh, f- found his footing. They brought uh, Shelton Benjamin back on TV, which was great. Then, of course, uh, bringing back Bobby Lashley MVP from their Impact days. And the whole thing of Bobby Lashley being protected during that United States Championship run to winning the WWE Championship and just being put on that elite level. I think it's been great. Really uh, yeah, I will say that. Uh, also, somewhat not fully, somewhat the cinematicness of it, somewhat. Cin- okay, I would say not the, not not cinematic matches, just some, the cinematic aspects of some stuff that they were able to do. Obviously, uh, retaping and stuff like that. I would agree. I, I but also put cinematic matches in there. I mean, when it came to their cinematic matches, they had like truly one bad one. Just one. As of right now, off the top of my head, the, the, the worst one I can think of was the swamp fight. The swamp fight, the uh, the fiend fight with what, uh, Orton. What? Which? Which? Oh uh, no! Which one was that? What you talking about? The one where the Inferno match? No, because that was good. It was no. It, it was one where Alexa came and interfered. It might have been Alexa versus Orton. Oh, no, no, no. You talking about the WrestleMania one? 
No, it was Alexa and Nora. It was like blood splattered on the, they almost did like a bloodbath, like gang rail. On Alexa? On Orton. Orton almost got a bloodbath. Uh, okay, because I, I they don't... were outside of the ring. Uh, see, yeah, see, you don't even remember. No, I'm trying to try to think because Orton was spit, 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 spit up the black goo, but mm-hmm. you know uh, Alexa, he almost had the bloodbath. Was was an inferno match, wasn't it? Oh, actually, maybe I don't know. I just know whatever it was. It was Orton versus Alexa, which was one I didn't like. Okay, the, the Orton versus Alexa was on Raw. Okay. That wasn't that good, okay, at all. But I'm saying, but yeah, nobody even remembers that one. But when it comes to the main stuff, like the Swamp Fight sucked. But the the Boneyard match was great. And I hope that's... That wasn't even... Oh, yes, it was. Yes, it was. I was going to say, that was... Uh, it was. Yeah, that was one of the early uh, COVID shows with that WrestleMania 36. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Orton and uh, Undertaker uh, was great. The, what about the greatest show? Is that technically a cinematic? Yeah, it kind of is. I was, I was counting that one because they had the cinematic clips in there also. The greatest wrestling match ever. It was a good match. It kind of went too long, but it was still a great It was still a, a great match. But it was kind of went too long. You said what? 40, 45, 45 minutes? It's 45 minutes, bro. 45 minutes. Uh, I loved the Money in the Bank and Titan Tower. I liked it up until the finish. Yes, the oldest thing bothered me. The the the, the oldest thing did bother me, but I I did I did like uh the whole concept of both matches, the men's and the women's, have at the same time. I like how the, you know they, they all came out. They was like, yeah, let's do this. And it was just like, and it was cool. They had to all climb to the climb to the top of the the, the tower. And then, of course, and the funny segments and stuff that we got, minus the Dorothy Clown one. But all, all the other stuff was uh, was was dope. So I, I did like the money in the bank. The, the Chopper and Gorgano one from NXT was kind of cool too. I, I just wish it could have been it could have been more. I know they I know what they, they they wanted to try to finish out with, but they couldn't. So. Oh, another thing that was good was like the the crash pads being able to be put down and nobody see them. Yes, I did. I did like that when they did this fly off camera, and it'd be a crash pad there, but then they could then they could take it off, and they'd be like, "Oh, okay, yeah, yeah," because you could do different kind of stunts with that now, yeah, and it'd be kind of safer. So I, yeah, I, I did, I did enjoy those hit those hit crash pads with the, with those different camera angles. What else from the the, the Thunderdome era or the pandemic era that I'm going to uh that was actually good. I was like, hey, this is a good piece of wrestling right here. Which is not said. When you figure it out, let me know. What'd you say? (laughs) When you figure it out, let me know. No, I mean, it's because, look, I'm not going to miss it. Like I said, the piped in noise. I mean, I I gave the the, the Dome a chance, and yeah, I've still. Did you know, real quick, did you see Lana? uh, You probably didn't see the whole thing. Lana went on Jericho's podcast and she was like, and I'm going to tell you this. I'm going to tell you a secret. The Thunderdome noises are fake. She said like it was a big reveal. I was like, how did Jericho react to that? Because I know he probably heard it said, (laughs) um, sure. I think it was one of those things where it was like, 
in the conversation, he was like, "Oh, okay, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna talk about that and more after we come back from this commercial break." You know, you know how his commercial breaks be where he, exactly. he, he sound he got a different voice and it's supposed to be a horse. Oh yeah, he starts off so, man. You know, you ever wake up in the morning and you're like, "Man, I do need a new shave." Well, right here, you get these new Gillette shave heads right here for the. <laughs> I just. It's the funniest when he tried to integrate it in the conversation. Like after they they say something, he said, "You know what, Lana? I like that, but you know what I like better is, you know, yes. uh, cars, DDP yoga." Exactly. I said because after this pocket, I can use a good steak. And you know, it <laughs> <laughs> the gym seasonings to go to go up on your steak, and hey, right there from Omaha Steaks this holiday season. Like, I, yeah, that's Jericho for you. So uh, uh. he knows how to. He knows how to segue them Jones in. So yeah, yeah, Lana, God, well, she's going. So uh, yeah, the, uh, Drew McIntyre has been good. I mean, he he, he has gone a little stale because of the, how see, they booked him. See, but he did start off good at the beginning. Started off good. They don't know how to maintain that because Bobby started off he got steam, but now he's not maintaining the steam. Well, I still think that he he could have benefited from the hurt business. Even even not even yes and no, but even he was still looking strong towards Mania, and now he's just like just whatever. Yeah, like you can't tell he 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 seems more like a mid card champion than a main event champion, and that's what, not good. What about Big E? Big E has been good. What did the new day win? Like two titles in the pandemic? I guess so. It's got to be two, right? Biggie's in the continental. Yeah, and they, they was tag team. But I I think they won it last year too. I think At, when they when they had the uh, the paint by color the color uh, gear. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. They did. Mm-hmm. They did. They definitely did. And then that. Woods and Kofi won. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I did. I did. Those were <clears throat> so. If anybody else is listening, if they want to email at the real nerd coalition at gmail.com. Once again, the real nerd coalition at gmail.com. Y'all can y'all can email us and say what are some of your favorite moments about the pandemic era. But because uh, I hope I can't wait to get. I hope the same thing goes for NXT because we are about to talk about the Great American Bash and Road Rager at the Wednesday Night War, or of course NXT on Tuesday night and. Uh, AW on Wednesday night. So if you guys just listen to listen to the YouTube channel, you probably you guys probably already heard this. So y'all guys should skip ahead to the ending of the podcast, which will be about fifty four minutes. We talk about this, but if you guys still the podcast, and y'all haven't heard this yet. Well, then we about to play it right now for you guys, and then when you guys come back, we're gonna be closing out the show for you guys. All right, so get ready for the Wednesday night war. What's going on YouTube? It's SCN place to be chilling between Mister A and D, and uh, not Deion Sanders prime time. What's up, y'all? So we are back here with another Wednesday Night War. And, man, did they go head-to-head? Well, they really didn't. But did we have a good week of wrestling this week? I ain't talking about Raw. I'm talking about uh, NXT Great American Bash and AEW Road Rager. Is that what it's called? Uh, I think you mean WWE Dynamite? No, stop that. Even though... JR could not get Andrade El Eagolo's name oh right. Oh my, we didn't talk about that. <laughs> we'll talk about saying, I mean, JR, he, he, Jim Ross, undefeated, y'all. But 
Yeah, so uh, both shows, one on Tuesday and one on uh, Wednesday. So, you know, we had a good week of wrestling, so let's just get into it. So first off, we're going to talk about some NXT right here. The Great American Bash video package is, is the biggest match we're getting tonight is O'Reilly taking on Adam Cole uh, 2, which I already know as soon as we're going to have a second match that wasn't like an unsanctioned or anything because he had that first, we're definitely going to get... Um, I think we're going to get the treatment of what Chompa and Gargano was supposed to be with that Hell in a Cell. Do you think that's happening? It could be on SummerSlam weekend, but oh no. If it's, if it's a Cell match, absolutely not. We don't already seen enough of them. Oh, sh- yeah. We've seen a lot of stuff. We've never seen the Hell in a Cell in NXT yet, but yeah, we're jumping ahead of ourselves right now. So at, at the beginning, uh, first of all, the, they changed the set. So we got the Statue of Liberty head and we got the whole... Uh, uh, Statue of arm in, in there for Great American Bash. I was like, okay, so y'all used the whole Brooklyn set. Cool. It's something different. And, you know, they wanted to do a American, they wanted to do Great American Bash, you know. Yeah, so I guess the, the, the Liberty, you know, uh, Statue of Liberty got getting bashed up in pieces. I guess it's the Great American Bash. So, <laughs> I was like, why don't you just go traditional? And do the red, white, and blue ring ropes. Huh. You know, with the flag yeah. as the apron of the ring. I mean, that's simple right there, isn't it? Yeah, but you know. Well, we start off with the simple. NXT Tag Team Championships. MSK taking on Tommaso Ciampa and Timothy Thatcher. Obviously, uh, Ciampa and Thatcher being the brawlers in this one, while MSK are being the high flyers and... Uh, uh, MSK once again bring back their whole uh, moon salt push over splash. I love them, love seeing them do that move. And they were uh, giving it to Chopper and and Thatcher when we get to the end. Thatcher applies an ankle lock to Lee, but Carter tackles Chopper and causes them to cause the break. So uh, then Wesley snatches uh, Thatcher with a roll up out of nowhere for the win and retaining the tag team championships is MSK. So, are you happy with MSK retaining the titles? There are some people that actually wanted Ciampa and Thatcher to win, but I'm okay with it. How about you? I mean, I actually didn't want Ciampa to win because I'm like, I just can't. I can't deal with Ciampa being in a stupid tag team with Thatcher and all people. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I had MSK winning here, but they have to move soon because I don't like them either, but I, I like MSK over Thatcher and Chomper. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, we go to commercial break, and we come back. Samoa Joe, William Regal are in the ring, and, and William Regal says that we have seen how much Aaron Gano and Ken, you know, and Ken Cross recently. And it's clear that they, they aren't going to get any better. So, he demands both of them come out to the ring, and they hit the entrances. So, um... Uh, they, they, Regal books them in a match for the NXT Championship next week. I was like, well, damn, is they going to do a Great American Bash Part 2, or why not have that kind of big match on Great American Bash? But, I got you. Sure. I mean, le- last year they did one nights, one or two, but I don't think they announced it, so I don't think so. Yeah. Uh, Cross said he isn't scared of Gargano, and almost got himself ran over last week, so size is the only thing that he has over Johnny, uh, and he also has convictions. So, uh, meanwhile, Regal uh, announces that Samoa Joe will be the guest referee for next week's matchup. So Gorgano cheers and says Cross mentioned his wife's pa- uh, pants, but Cross couldn't lace his wife's boots. 
cross moves and his Johnny, uh, but Joe steps in his path. So that should be interesting. Bringing back the special referee kind of thing and having Joe do something and be used well. So that should be good. Even I still got cross when uh, retained the championship. I got cross winning too because I don't think he's gonna lose until a, a nice competitor comes along that we haven't seen in the title shot because all the people that we done seen we done seen already. Yeah, I mean, I, I think this is a, a, it's a, a opponent to put crossover to they bring out somebody bigger because you never know what these cops are going to look like. You never know. They may give it back to Gargano. Or Chopper. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, you know. Or, or, or Raleigh. Why not? Because, you know, have him have a shot with, with, the, with the championship after he's done with Adam Cole. But, um, so, uh, Koshida cuts a promo. Half English, half Japanese says the Diamond Mine is open. But uh, the Cruiserweight Championship shines brighter than any diamond. He's ready for them. Million Dollar Championship matchup. LA Knight taking on Cameron Grimes. So if I didn't mention it last week in, in the in the Wednesday Night War, but if Cameron Grimes loses, he's gonna have to be LA Knight's butler. So we know Prime was cheering hard for Cameron Grimes in this matchup. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, so anyways, uh, it, I I like this. I like the, that they change it, that they do this, but it's always the same. Uh huh. I think anytime you know somebody's gonna be a butler, you already know they're gonna be the butler. I think this is always like this is never it's never ending. I know unless you get like some like top players like Stone Cold and, and when, when he had those kind of stipulations, but Stone Cold always was stipulations. So no, yeah, because what you call it? Uh, let me see. The last ones I can just remember off the top of my head. Uh, Bree, Bree Bella was the butler. Sean, uh, do you remember Sean Michaels was the butler? Yeah. Do you remember that? Yes, yes, I oh, JBL, yes, I do. <laughs> I do remember like, that. It lost a match, yeah. Uh, yeah. Chuck so, Taylor yeah. and uh, Miro. Yeah, Miro, yeah. So we had a couple of the butler uh, situations. Hopefully, hopefully, hopefully uh, well, it's, it's going to be hoping that that does not happen. Uh, they, they have a uh, have a real good matchup here. These two, these two actually got some pretty pretty good chemistry. I like the, the way the match is. So, outside of ring, like Elliot trying to get the belt, but he has the belt kind of like placed at the bottom of the ring, right there under the skirt. Cameron Grimes comes out, but then Elliot DDT's him on the outside. Now you may think he just DDT'd him on the floor, but no, he actually DDT'd him right on on the championship, and uh, he tries to count. The ref tries to count Cameron Grimes out. But uh, Cameron Grimes comes in at like 0.9 seconds before referee's 10 count. And then Knight waits for him to hit the BMT for the win. And L.A. Knight wins the matchup. So Cameron Grimes will now be his butler for a week, though. So it ain't that long, but it's just going to be for a week. Oh, that's a stupid stipulation. Yeah. Well, I, just for a week, not for a month, just for one week. That's... It, I mean, they probably should add more, more stuff onto it. I don't know if they was really thinking. But that's what, you know, it has said here. So, Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez interview backstage saying they're going to put every move. Chelsea Blackheart back on, on the shelf. And uh, so then we they bring out the competitors for this new NXT breakout tournament. Uh, includes Josh Briggs, uh, Chase Arnold, uh, Lekim Juro, Carmelo Hayes, uh, Odyssey Jones, and more. The tournament begins next week with uh, Lekim Juro versus Duke Hudson. I don't know who any of these guys are. They probably from the Indies. I uh 
one guy I know only because he's on Twitter, uh, Odyssey Jones. Uh huh. He's like a, a bit a bit black guy. That's all I know. Oh yeah, I see him. Like yeah, he, he's the, he, he's one of the obvious ones. So I was like, but uh, I don't know. Cause look, last time we had somebody uh, win one of these kind of tournaments was um, what, what was that black guy's name? Jordan Miles. Jo- yeah, Jordan Miles. Yeah, that you know that they had all the stuff about Triple H say. So I was like, well, we'll see how it goes this time. Women's tag team titles, though. I, honestly, though, I'll just be honest. Last time, you kind of already knew who was going to win because ACH at the time was very hot and he should have been there. So you kind of already knew kind of where they was going, like how to in the uh, Cruiserweight Classic. You kind of already knew they was going to try to put a bullshit to the main event. Mm-hmm. But he didn't want to sign, so they made him lose. But I'm saying, like, this one, I can't, I don't even know who would even have a chance of winning. Well, other years, it was kind of like, all right, I'm like, if it feels like a bunch of jobbers and it's like AJ Styles, Samoa Joe, well, you already know who's going to win. Yeah. Yeah, so, well, this uh, year, I, I don't know. We all see how it plays out. We hope that somebody's going to become the breakout star. Uh, women's Tennessee titles, uh, the Wade versus Io Shirai and Zoe Starks. Uh, you know, once again, good matchup here. There was not one moment I thought the way was truly going to lose this matchup. But then, um, Il climbs the ropes and Candice hits her with a German suplex from the middle rope. And then Eddie tags in herself and drops Starks with the boot. Then back suplex Shirai for a two count. Candice tags in. And then, uh, all of a sudden, the lights go out and we go to this countdown thing. I'll be honest with you. When I've been watching NXT, I've not been paying attention to this countdown, this countdown thing. It's been a small segment. Yeah, so all of a sudden, the counter goes off, and then when the lights come back on, it's Tegan Knox, And I was like, mm-hmm. shit, I forgot she was gone. Yep. So Tegan Knox is there, can't the like she's seen a ghost. Well, I, I forgot she was there all up until her coming back. Yeah. Because uh, they like to spoil, they spoiled everything, so, you know. Yeah, like, like I said, I didn't, I wasn't reading too much about this countdown, so I didn't know who was... What it was about? No, she she had like a match on like dark or something. Not mm-hmm. on dark. What don't say AEW. She had a match on main event or something. And I was like, damn, Tegan Knox. And then it was like, oh, it could be Tegan Knox because her battery's on like ninety percent or something. And of course, it was Tegan Knox. Yeah. So, so yeah. uh, uh, she see like she see the ghost. Then uh, then she gets knocked from the ring. Zoe tags in and hits Indy with the belly to back GTS and uh, for the win. So, Zoe Starks and Io Shirai, as they play Hopper with the women's tag team champions, are now tag team champions. They are really trying to just up their gallery of showing all these women who are tag team champions. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, I'm like, to me, I'm like, okay, now every women's tag team has had a, a, a shot at that belt. So, can we actually put them on somebody and hold them for a minute? It's not even that. It's just like this is like a team y'all literally just made up like last week. Exactly. Io, Io Shirai and uh, Zoe. Like, no, I don't want to see them. No, I oh, see. I I do not agree with this decision at all. No, I I I agree with you. It gives Tony uh, Zoe Stark something to do, and I'm like, well, y'all could just put it back on. Me personally, I like Ember and Shazi. I think they and just want to was cool because they, they kind of made sense to win well together. Uh, uh, EO and Zoe's hearts are like nothing alike. 
Jay or not. So it's kind of like Oscar and Naomi a little bit. Yeah, yes. Like, you know, they were a team before, actually, if you ain't remember. Hmm. Do you remember that? EO and um, Zoe Starks? No, I'm saying Naomi and Oscar was a team before. Oh, yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I know that, but I'm just saying. But... And then they, then they honestly, they kind of, they break up, they just separate by the team again. I think that's funny. Yeah, so it made no sense to me, though. They had matching gear and everything. They had, like, uh, Oscar had light up gear and all that, but then they just broke up. But, you know, all right, off topic. Yeah, so Tony Storm was interviewed, and she says that she complains that Raquel Gonzalez isn't giving her a championship shot. She says it was very cute how Saray picked her last week for a match, but she's not just a random name from a hat. She had more matches in Japan than Saray had hot dinners, so the answer is no. During the break, Dexter Loomis comes out and saves Indy Hartwell, picks her up after the matchup, so we're rekindling this relationship again. And uh, it is now time for um, the North American Championship Cypher, y'all, with Hit Row. So, Hit Row comes to the stage, Ashanti the Adonis, uh, as a DJ with the setup, Top Dollar, B-Fab, and Swerve, and they do, uh, Swerve and B-Fab take, uh, like a Cypher lyric, like, like, like a Cypher bars and stuff like that, and they're actually so, rapping. So, so, real quick, I, I, just, just B-Fab rap, alright? So, is that allowed? Yeah, I, bro, I don't know. But, you know, <laughs> it's, like, a, it's a sign. Because, first of all, she actually used to rap before. Yeah, I know that. But I'm like, yeah. that lady that she said, she said one leg. I'm like, oh, can you, like, do that? Yes. Look, I don't know if it's allowed, but I'll say But I, it's like, okay, now I, I truly know what, the group's gimmick is, I mean, obviously you say it before, but now I know it. Now I know it truly is, and it's embracing hip hop culture, and I'm cool with that. So it's, it started make me like them a little bit more. And then after a while, I was like, well, why didn't we just do a whole cipher? Because then after B Fab and uh, Swerve get 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 their verse, uh, Ashanti the Adonis and the Top Dollar, they just go to the they just go to the uh, the ring and perform the hit row song. And I was like, well, I was feeling the cypher or something like that. So, me personally, I liked it. But I'm curious, Brian. All right. Real, real quick before I answer. Would you be happy or mad if they if they have, like, a routine, like, routine, like too cool, dude? I would not like them being, like, too cool. No, not like them. What I'm saying is they got in the middle of the ring. And oh. they did, like, a dance, but, like, in the middle of the ring. Well, people just, I would like it if they did the too cool thing in a different way. Okay, so if, if they're supposed to be like a rap group with a, like on a on a on a hip hop record label, uh, remember how Too Cool would do the, would do the dance after the match, and because that was their thing, and they were kind of like spoofing this thing. But what mm-hmm. if they just come up like if they if they really rappers and like Swerve and B Fat really do rap after they defeat each and every one of their opponents, they come up with like a fresh freestyle of clowning their opponent. Kind of like what um, what's the, what, what, what's the, what's the Matt tag team? Yeah, exactly. Like Max Caster and them do on AEW. How, how they be coming out? And I'm just like, but I look at him like, yo, bro, you suck. I'm like, at least I can see Swerve and B Fab actually rap. So 
I'm like, if they come out and do that and they de cut their own freestyle on their opponent and do it that way, I would appreciate that opposed to them dancing. Okay. I mean, B-Fan could be the only one dancing, to be honest with you, but I would say other than that, nah. So, lay it on me, bro. How you feel about, how you feel about the Cypher? I thought it was okay. It was it's better than stuff that they've been doing, but I thought it was all right. It was cool. It was it was all right. It was whatever. I it wasn't I, I wasn't like oh why is this happening? I was like okay, understandable. It, it goes with the gimmick, so I can understand it. But you know, I, I think it was kind of dope because with a lot of with hip hop gimmicks or rap gimmicks stuff like that, I'm like they don't embrace. You, you know how cute for be saying to be embracing the culture. And I like yeah, that. How many how many people that you know that be black that be trying to rap though? Like, usually not technically all black people. Rap. I I get that. Say, but since they have an actual rap group and they're doing the rap gimmick, and in other words, they're taking care of the gimmick, because it's like if you if you don't know hip, if you don't uh, you would know what a cipher is if you know hip hop, you know if you know if you know rap, and so like somebody like you for about they doing a cipher, he like yo. And everybody's like, Yo, what's a cypher type thing? But you're introducing what a cypher is to a new audience that probably don't even know what it is. So it was something new, opposed to them trying to go out there like Matt Caster and do a, a very corny rap with no music behind them, no beat, and they're doing like a Miz kind of rap, and then they get Yeah, this. what do you have against Matt Caster? <laughs> Say what? What do you have against Matt Caster? You done called him Matt three times. Yo, I, I don't I just don't like him right now. It's, it's, it's like... <laughs> That like okay, Hit Row's getting over to me, but that their claim at first I was liking them, and then something happened. I was just like, I don't know if I'm feeling them right now. I don't think, but I, he doesn't. I don't think he's not doing it. He's doing it to be bad on purpose. That's the character. Yeah, I mean, I I, I know that. I, look, I watched wrestling for that tonight too. I I know how this stuff works. I know, but it's yeah. so weird because like you you like oh I don't like him. For some reason, I don't even know why. Like, I don't even know why he's this over, but he's very over. I'm like him and Evil Uno are like the two weirdest over, over characters. Yeah. Yes. No, like, along, and, and, and and Orange Cassidy. No, but Orange Cassidy makes sense because Orange Cassidy is featured. Yeah. Mass Caster is is featured, but he's not like, you know, he's a, he's in a tag team. When he comes out, he gets a cheer, and Evil Uno gets a cheer. I'm like, well, why is Evil Uno getting the pop? Like he's hangman page or something. Like some of them, some of them I don't understand. No, I feel you. But I, all I'm saying is, I root for all color people. That, that includes the acclaim. I'll just, but it just sometimes I'm just like, I ain't root for you all the time. I'm just not feeling it. But I don't hate the acclaim like I hate the Dark Order. But um, we're we'll going to we're we'll going to the main event. Uh, Adam Cole taking on Kyle O'Reilly in uh, part two. So we already know how this match is going to go. Uh, Kyle O'Reilly and, and you know Adam Cole are going back and forth at this thing. The CWC is is, is kind of uh, undecided who they're going to go with here. Adam Cole with a, with a running uh, swinging neckbreaker right there on the floor looks kind of uh, like it just like it hurts right there. Uh, he him, him work uh, O'Reilly tries snaps the arm over, works on the shoulder, and hits some double arm takes downs to, to Adam Cole. And uh, Adam Cole keeps trying to uh, tease the um, the panel on Sunrise. It doesn't work. But uh, okay, so I'm trying to make sure I get to get this finish this finishing sequence right because Adam Cole does go for the panel on Sunrise, but oh, then Colorado reverses it, 
and uh, Adam Cole's not able to hit it, but he does hit it the second time and then hits the last shot at the, uh, behind Colorado's head for the win. And he beat him clean. There was no interference. There was no nothing. He beat Colorado clean in a great matchup. Me, personally, I think the unsanctioned went better. Which one did you oh, yeah. like better? I, I mean, I like, I like both matches, obviously. Well, they, you know... How, when one finish, when one winner is a, uh, you got the winner the first match. You already know they're gonna go three, so you already kind of already know who gonna win the next two, kind of. Exactly. So yeah, uh, I got I got a O'Reilly win the third one. I think it's it should be at Hell in a Cell because I know they're they trying to do Hell in a Cell for Gorgano and Ciampa, but they never got a chance to do that in NXT. But I think they should do it, and you know, spray paint it back to being silver. Fuck that red cage. Fuck it. But yeah, so that was NXT Great American Bash. So now let's move on to AEW Dynamite. So uh, Dynamite, uh, we're in Miami, Florida as the, the, the traveling Road Rager, which I was like, that sucked. It's called Road Rage, but they call it Road Rager, and it's in Miami, Florida. We uh, It's Wednesday night, and you know what that means, says Jim Ross. Oh, no, he did not. He said, it is Wednesday night, and... Oh, yes, no, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. And, see, I said it, I said it right. It's, it's Wednesday night, and you know what that means. <laughs> so, so, uh, Jim Ross, Social Violence Caliber is on the broadcast scene for tonight, and we are starting off uh, AW with the South Beach Strap Match. I'm going to tell you right now, I thought this was horrible. Not holding the match. I did, well, we're getting to the match. But I didn't think the match was horrible. I just thought the placement was horrible. For one, Q, poor QT Marshall, all right? He said poor QT Marshall. This man didn't even get an entrance, even though we don't care <laughs> about the, it. At, at, uh, at a, a specialty show for the strap match, he still get a chopper. Yes, I'm like, this man has been in a feud. And he gets a jobber entrance, but like, oh my god, yeah, we'll get into it. Yeah, yeah. And then, of course, your boy yeah. Cody come out because you know he had to be the first one to come out because they're gonna be on the road. So yeah, like, they could have had QT come out second if that's the case. And this ain't gonna be the only time we see Cody on the show, by the way. Anyway, but you know, so uh, Cody, they all they made a point. Cody has won six of the past seven matches. So he still I mean, can get a title shot, so who cares? Exactly. So this is this is the strap match stuff I hate. I do not like the bull rope strap match thing. You had to hit all four corners. That is the dumbest shit to me. I, I as too. I hate the strap match, and I I'm starting to hate Cody like for real. Like <laughs> I'm starting to very much hate Cody. Cody is falling down that. Reign of Terror, Triple H, John Cena, two thousand. Like, yes, it's like Triple H, John Cena. Yes, that's that's what he's going into right now, and it's a touch and, off four quarters because you know his daddy did it, and I'm just like, oh, here we go with this shit, and we just see Dustin Rhodes have one with uh that Her- Hercules looking guy a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. so uh, Cody t- attempts a hurricane runner, but uh, QT counters it and does a sitting a sitting power bomb. He goes and they do the whole selling thing. He about to touch he touches three, but then Cody grabs him and then uh, <laughs> the ref waves it off. And it, it, Jim Ross is a must win for QT Marshall. I'm just like, okay, but regardless, uh, Cody fires back with a pump kick. Uh, QT Marshall does hit hit the diamond cutter, but it's still not enough to keep Cody down. And Cody hits 
his cutter from springboard off the top rope and hits the Cody cutter. Which I was like, this thing is, I hate that. Then QT in the center of the ring and then Cody, uh, QT spits at Cody and Cody answers with not one, two. not two, See. but three crossroads and easily touches all four corners. Now, I didn't have a problem with him obviously touching all four at the same time. I'm like, he kind of just kind of killed QT. Like, bro, it's, it's over. Three in a row, though. It's over. I was just like, damn, you talk about a, a mild barrier, but burial, like, he's done. QT got three, and he ain't let go. He didn't let go, and he just did three back to back crossroads. I was just like, yo, my man head is like jelly right now. Yeah, but I'm like, it's QT Marshall. He don't even need to do three. Like, that's kind of killing the move. Yeah. He was at three to do it on QT Marshall and then go have Lance Archer not kick out at, I mean, kick, uh, be down for one. Mm-hmm. Stuff like that. You know what somebody reminded me of? Who? Somebody said Cody and QT Marshall is like how Hogan and uh, Brutus Beefcake was. He trying to, he just, they just basically friends that, that he just got him a job. Yeah. Right. I, 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 be, I believe in that. Absolutely right. I believe in that. Uh, so Sean Spears is basically talking, uh, talking smack to Sammy Guevara. Spanish guy heard enough and whacked Spears with a steel chair. Right between them, you know, it's, it's not over yet. Toy Shavani was in the arena interview. Uh, Kenny Omega and Doc Callis. Now, oh, wait, real quick. Yeah. But just to bring this up real quick, uh, they have a power outage during Cody's match. They sure. did? Yes, they did. I missed it. Yes, they had a power out of sight. Were right you there? The no, it was on uh, it was on TV. Okay. But they had a power out of sight. Oh, like right is that TV. what Jay Ross was talking about with, with the technical difficulties? Yeah. Oh wow. I was like I, at first I was like, yo, you talking about the move? I completely missed the blackout. Yeah, no, it was, it was a power outage. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, everybody. Oh everybody my god, it's in your house, but where dog Stone Cold versus Salvio Vega. <laughs> when that power went out. Uh, once again, I did not see the the interview with Tony Schiavone and Kenny Omega. I know the fans. Ch- uh, ch- oh, it was man. it was good, really. So, so, uh, oh, that was good. So tell you what happened. Cause I missed that one. No, he basically was just Kenny was like, "Look, I don't beat everybody. I am about to leave and go to defend my other belts, pretty much." Mm-hmm. And then the Dark Order, well, uh, Evil Luno came out. He was like, look, man, you ain't be a certain person. We all know who I'm talking about. And <laughs> Kenny Omega said, shut up. What's the capital of, he, what did he say? He said, what's the capital of China or something? And then he lowballed him. He said, Bangkok. <laughs> 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 and then, of course, Dark Order comes out. And then uh, the... Uh, the good brothers and all of them was hiding, so they beat up the Dark Order. And Hangman comes out to a big ovation, and he's he's on the, on the apron like he's about to do the uh, the uh, you know his his rope flip. Yeah. But then he beats up all the other members first, and then he gets back on he gets back on the outside. He's about to do the rope flip, and he looks, and then Kenny's there. He stares at Kenny, and he doesn't do the flip. He gets in the ring. They look at each other. They stare at each other. Give him the tits look, and then he walks off. I'm like, oh, I like, kind of like how they didn't touch at all. Okay, yeah. So we're definitely getting it all out. Definitely. Yeah. 
But I'm just, oh, they didn't touch, and they, it was like just great. I thought it was great. And the fans were just eating it all up and everything, right? Yeah, because it's better when you don't touch than when you touch. Like, WWE, you got to fight the champion four times before you can have a title match. It's, <laughs> it's good. Like, don't have them touch until, until, until all out, which is in September. So keep keep that energy going. Uh, backstage, Jim Ross does something that he actually is good at, to sit down interview with Ethan Page. Well, uh, all right. All right. I, I'll leave it to you. Keep going. Uh, all Ethan Page and Darby Allen. Uh, so, you know, my first year of wrestling was Ethan's twelfth uh, year, and Ethan couldn't stand it that I made it to the same spot he did just one year. He's mad I made it to AEW before he did because he was a big fish in a small pond. We refer to TNA, and then uh, Ethan actually agreed with him. He said, "But look, I'm." Uh, he said, "If it wasn't for me, you still be living in your car. I put you from obscurity. You still be living in your car if it's not for me." But uh, thank you for not touching me because next week it's going to be this coffee match. I'm taking you out. And uh, Jim Ross says, I don't have a very peaceful, easy feeling about this match next week. So uh, good because you shouldn't, say Ethan Page. So Jim Ross ain't bad in the backstage interview. That's something he was actually good at. So you know, like the interview. He didn't have to say nothing. Exactly. But I, I, I like the interview. How did the coffee match going to be? Uh, it, it depends on what the coffin looks like. If it looks like that coffin they had the other day, I don't know. I, I'm about to say, look, all I see is a casket drop into the coffin, and that's how they're going to win the match. This, this is going to be one of the Lucha Underground casket matches. This is going to be one of WWE joints, but it just stays on the side. They referee got to open them up. It's going to be one of them Lucha no, Underground. No, it's going to be one of where they have to, like, drag the coffin to, they got to drag the coffin to pick up the coffin or something. Exactly, yeah. So it's, it's, it's going to be crazy. Darby Allen, if they use a real coffin, Darby Allen ain't doing that, but. That should be funny. Six I feel man. like he's gonna. I feel like he's gonna close it and then do the coffin truck. I mean, yeah, we close because this is a match <laughs> that you saw that I did not get back in time to see, but you texted me about it. Six man tag match. Inner circles: Jake Hager, uh, Santana, and Ortiz with Conan taking on the Pinnacles: Cash Wheeler, Dax Harwood, and Warlow with Tully uh, Blanchard. I remember you was telling me about this matchup on the text messages. Please let me know what happened. Now the actual match I didn't see when I came back. I I just came back in when I came back. <laughs> when I came back in, Tully was in the ring, so I guess they they won because they were celebrating. Yeah, and, and Conan was in the ring, and Conan was turned the other way. And Tully came in with a nasty chop block. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> he almost took both of them out with a chop block. Oh my! Tully goodness. did the chop block, and Tully. I thought Tully was gonna kick him. I do the chop block and still miss me. Tully actually did dove and did a chop block. Yo. And then Conan fell on Tully. And it was just like, <laughs> why is why is this happening? <laughs> old man, old man. <laughs> why is this happening? This man Conan, first of all, Conan took a double uh spike power driver last week. Why is he here? It's only been a week. I don't know why Conan is Conan, he is aging horribly, man. I'm like Conan be like, it's like only in his fifties. Fifties. Huh? Fifties. Yeah, I'm saying, saying, but he look like he's touching damn near touching seventy though. He can't. He um he can't be in his fifties. So he gotta he be in the sixties. He gots to be. Cause yeah, he he. Oh, he's, he's fifty-seven. That's only fifty-seven. See, I'm saying he really he is living a hard life. Conan looks like he's sixty-seven years old. I'm 69 you know years old. Somebody, 
you know, Arn Anderson has been looking old his whole life, and he's only like sixty. Yeah, he's bro. Arn Anderson has been looking sixty since the eighties. So, uh, so uh, well, it looks like um, that I guess the Pinnacle won that match. I think the Inner Circle won. I'm not sure. I just. I just came in and Conan was getting chop blocked. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, it looks like uh, it looks like the heels probably won. Um, next week, John Moxley is going to take on a uh, defend his belt against uh the Machine Gun Carl Anderson. Yeah, they actually you know they brought back the beat up John Cena thing, the beat up John Moxley. Mm-hmm. Wow. Without AJ, that sucks. Uh, I thought it was funny. I was like, because because it's so funny because we've been seeing them like with the Bucks and with Kenny being all comedy and goofy, and they, this promo they try to take it seriously. He was like, "I'm the machine gun. You know what? I am the ace or whatever, whatever he said mm. of Japan, and we want that title back. Kenny Omega was the first champion, and I'm gonna take it back from you because that's how serious I am." You know what our favorite thing to do is beat up John Moxley. Too sweet, and I'm like, we all of a sudden supposed to take them serious now? Yeah. Even I still like to beat up John Cena. I thought that was great. Uh, I but, mean, they could obviously be more obnoxious with that, especially if they had Kenny Omega. But you know, yeah. If he's not feeling with Omega, it don't matter. Pretty much. Uh, we get a we get a standoff between MJF and Chris Jericho, and uh, you know he's uh, you know me MJF Chris Jericho. I'm not gonna break down. Hey, any before simulation. we get to that, somebody tried to rush the ring. I I saw that question. Jericho, when coming after that. Get out of here! Jericho yeah. punched him in the face. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I thought that was funny, man. I'm like, okay, cool. Somebody tried to start. I, I, I did get a chance to see who the guy was. I was like, I wonder who they covered after. But I, I did hear Jericho slug him. Yeah, you did. And people talk about Jericho getting a, a sucker punch. I'm like, if you jump the barricade, anytime you get punched, it's not a sucker punch. I'm about to say, you, you need to get laid out. <laughs> he lucky the revival one not there. They were... Oh, you're not a revival. Like, he'd he, he be crippling people. Oh, my God. Yeah, uh, MJF said, I used to look up to you, Chris. A part of your career, one pair of parts of your career, uh, is we at my eyes with John Moxley. Do you remember when you put him through in, in order to wrestle you? And you made him wrestle every single member of the inner circle. Well, it's time for me to do the same thing. I have four opponents of my choosing with all different stipulations. And the fifth stipulation, if you win, make it that far, which you won't, is uh, to win the first four matches, uh, you will get the MJF rub. One more time, one more match against me. So you're going to do it. Sign down the line. What, Chris? And if you, if I can't beat your stipulations, maybe I don't belong in AEW, but I'm going to beat you and ruin your life. And there is no mythology to that. So uh, he said, well, you know, I'm not from Miami. I'm from New York. And what we do is we, you shake my hand. And shake my hand to make sure the agreement goes through. He shook his hand, but then he holds onto his hand, gives him the uh, Judas effect right on MJF. Now, here's the thing. If this was the year 2000, I'm for this. You mean to tell me Chris Jericho is going to be four guys with different stipulations 
just to get to MJF because he has to get to MJF. That's just that's the story. Well, line. I mean, you have the inner circle, so they're gonna cheat for him, obviously. Because as old as Jericho is, I'm like, bro, please, I, I, you ain't winning for back to back to back matches. Uh, no, it's gonna be different weeks. You sure? Yes. Oh, okay. Now, if he talk about four matches like the same night, absolutely not. Yeah, so I'm about to say, bro. Like, I think he means over the over the the the, the four weeks. Okay. Yeah. Um. So, uh, Toshivani interviews uh, the AEW Women's Champion, Dr. Brent Baker, DMD earlier in the day. Uh, I, like I said, I, I I missed it too much, but uh, you know, I'm gonna go right on to the Andrade El Eagle. Hey, real, real quick, before you get to that. Do you remember what I told you about Joey Janela? Yes, a while ago. And him, he came to like a function at a school and it was changing their name. Yeah. He got kidnapped. He's starting to use that as a character now. Why? He already had. Joey Janela already has a character. But his character is, I'm just. Because what he said when he walked out is, I'm just frustrated. So, like, I don't know why I had Dark. I think I just had Dark on in the background. But on um, Dark, he was like. Um, he like he didn't say nothing, and for like two minutes he was like, "I'm just frustrated." And then he walked out, and then on the next show, so it's dark and it's elevation. Elevation, yeah. Yeah, so I guess on elevation he said the same thing, and then him and Sunny Kiss was about to fight, but then they got back. So him and Sunny Kiss finally broke up as a tag team. No, they did. It, it was about to, but they didn't. Oh, yeah, wow. it was a weird segment. I'm about to say. uh and so does he go around does he go around, go around with the 45 hat and everything no 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 no. that, oh. that was just for it no 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 oh, he was okay. just like I'm just frustrated then Sonny slapped him he was like look if we're gonna be attached if we're gonna be attached I'm gonna turn my back and if you do whatever you gotta do then I know I know where we stand but if, if you ain't gonna do that then we're a team I can't do that so they're a team okay <laughs> So, uh, we get the debut match of Andrade El Eagolo, which some or reason... Andre El Idiot. As <laughs> funny. He, he was in the match and said, I'm going to get it right eventually. Yes. Like, why? How do you not practice all day? This <laughs> I was just like, oh, promise. Losing his shit somewhere. Versus Matt Seidel. So, uh... Um, you know, I'm listening. real quick, in his entrance, I liked it. But I didn't like it. Mm. I'm like, he comes out looking like Naito. I don't know if you know how Naito comes out. Naito comes out in the full suit. Yeah. And he, he takes it off. Even though him and Naito are like, in, they, they were in the same group, L.I.J., so they all came out in suits and they ripped them off. Mm-hmm. It's just weird to see somebody else. It's just weird to see him doing that again. Hmm. Yeah, see, uh, yeah, I, I don't miss... know if you remember the early days of NXT when he was. Oh, like, I remember the I remember the the, the, the Chipper Dells and Drivers. Yeah, okay, okay. So yeah, he used to do it, but now you know, I, I liked him when he come out in the little long little robe. I like that. Yeah, I'm gonna say, but yeah, I remember the suspenders and the hat and the whole Chipper Dells thing and him just sitting on the ropes. I remember seeing Amos. Okay, I do yeah. remember that. Uh, he could have kept that name. Oh my god. So uh, it's, it's it's a dominating win here. Uh, Andrade, uh, you know, fought back with the diving knees. They playing Sidell with the uh, El Eagolo, which I think is the the hammerlock DT that he uses, and pinned him. So 
I wish he would have just, like, not showcased. Even though I know this was a showcase for Andrade. I wish he would have left some moves. Like, he did the, the double moves, the double moves song. Yeah, I was like, yeah, you could have saved that one. He, I wish he would have saved that. And he did the, the underhook DDT when he did it, like, in a face buster. Yeah. And I don't know if he changed it or if he just messed up. First of all, do you see a Shaw trying to do that now? Shaw trying to do all his moves. She do the back elbow. She do the double moves. So she do the uh, the three amigos. She, I don't know. They've they been training together, but like you can't do them and then look horrible. You right. Uh. Uh. Next up, uh, we got a mixed tag team uh, grudge match because uh, Matt Hardy and Christian Cage is announced for next week. Uh, we got the, the Galaxies, Grace Alien, Chris Statlander, and Freshly Squeeze, Orange Cassidy going up against the Bunny and the Blade. I did not get a chance to see this matchup, but... Uh, I did not either. Uh, the, the Bunny hit the Big Bang Theory to... Uh, wait, no. Chris Statlander dropped uh, the Bunny with the Big Bang Theory to score the win, so they win the matchup. Yeah, when I came back in, she had just hit it, and I was like, ooh, that kind of looked rough. Exactly. I remember thinking that. Yeah, I remember seeing it. Main event time. It's time for the street fight. Whoa, 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 whoa. What? You are skipping a very great segment. You talking to Toy Shavani and Dan Lambert? You skipped two segments. Oh, then, yeah, you, you, you did that. What's the one I skipped before? Because I was like, I, forgot, I didn't see those. Oh, my God. Arn Anderson came out. Oh, oh, that, no, I thought that was after the. You're right. You're right. I know about that one. I don't know about the UFC, uh, the UFC uh, one, but uh, yes, Arn Anderson came out. It feels damn good to be back here in Miami, Florida. We missed you guys, but then I was like, Arn Anderson was just talking, and then the lights go out, and then when the lights come back on, we see in the ring the debut of uh, on AEW, uh, Alistair Black, no longer Alistair Black, no longer Tommy Yen. He goes by was it Malachi Black? Yeah. Yeah. So he gives Arn Anderson black mask or whatever he calls it now. Fade to black. I'm not sure what he calls it in AEW. And he's sitting there and Cody comes out like, yo, what are you doing? And he comes to try to check Arn Anderson. He gets a black mask too. I like how he has like the the black eye because he did he did like a little vignette of him coming into AEW, which I'm going to react to also. Um to check that out because it kind of reminded me of remember when Dean Ambrose became John Moxley again, break out the prison. Yeah, and weirdly enough, both of those were like the day, the day that they debuted, but nobody knew it. Ex- exactly. I was like, what's going on here? Because like he just randomly posted that early in the day, ain't nobody even think twice about it. And I'm just like, oh, okay, cool. Because I damn sure I didn't know nothing about it till after he debuted. So now yeah, I see that. I was like, oh, okay, cool. He's going basically. This is his new because I thought he was still under the ninety days. I'm like, okay, cool. This is whenever he's Yo, ready. He's how ready. did they botch that one? I mean, we are gonna talk more about it on the podcast, but I'm saying, but how they botch that one? So the boy, he he did debut so soon, and now they got his wife back. I know Vince is pissed. Jimmy Uso well, making that's their fault for keeping this man on the freaking. No, that is their TV. fault. And serves them right. on the NST contract wrestling at WrestleMania. I mean, come on, dude. It's it's it serves the right and and he got that headache of Jimmy Uso in his lap. So you know I hope Vince don't sleep. <laughs> I hope Vince don't sleep. So yeah, uh, that's the one um, I remember. I don't remember the one with the, uh, you know. Oh, I'm sorry. I did forget to mention though. 
it was it was a um I like the way that they they teased it though. And I told you earlier that lights on the Cody match, the power cut off. It was on purpose. Yeah. For this segment, because then the power cut off again and ends in the ring. And, you know. Gotcha. It was a nice okay, so it was all connected. Yeah. Oh, you know what? Now it's making me think like, you know, see, he he, he doing that Triple H shit. I gotta be the first one to go up against uh, Alistair Black. Yeah, uh, that was gonna be my next question. Does he lose? Because you know Cody don't like to put nobody over, really. Yo, Cody, but Cody better lose. It's Malachi Black. Because I was talking to my cousin, and he was like, "Cody makes you a better wrestler." But I'm like, "Yeah, you. Everybody that wrestles Cody loses. How many times can you lose and and they'd be like, oh, good job, but you lost.' I'm like, nah, somebody has to actually beat Cody. You know, exactly. But then the main event time comes. It is time for okay. Come, come on, man. We gotta just chill, man. We gotta. We got, we got a marinade on this UFC segment, all right? Now, yes, you don't teach me. I apologize. I do apologize. This guy, whoever this guy is, I think they might need to sign him to be like somebody's manager or something. Is he kind of like like a Conor McGregor who, who, who could talk on the microphone? He can talk. Like He's like a very good talker. So like, his, name, his name is uh, what? George? I don't remember. What? I don't remember. George Mastavot Mastavodo Master, I, I don't know I just know she was like you know what this is my first AEW event and I was actually skeptical because I was like wrestling died you know I was watching Gordon Sully you know I could barely just get the Rick Rude and I gotta cut it off because everything else is crap you know and he was like yeah Tony Khan told me that AEW's doing it the right way with Jericho and all that but to be honest with you, AEW just sucks. And he was just like kind of going on on a rant. Talking good though. Like, I think they should hire this dude as a talker or something. Oh, I mean, okay. basically, basically Lance Archer, Lance Archer came out and said, everybody dies. <laughs> came from the black, the game from the, uh, his finisher. Oh, wow. Also, oh, so if he took the finisher, that must mean he must be training for, you know, being in the ring. No, that dude is like that dude has got gray hair. That dude ain't getting in the ring. Oh, he get, oh, but is this? Is no, this he's like he's like he's like Pete Rose almost. In a sense. I feel like oh goodness, that's like AEW's Pete Rose uh, thing. Somebody oh. that can talk and that's gonna give you can take a ball. Oh man, okay, so yeah, but he's gonna be like a good manager though, right? Yeah, I can see I can see him being a manager. That's what I meant by signing him to talk to talk. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and I just wanted to bring it up because I was like, no, this is a big, that was a very good segment. Because at first you're like, who is this guy? Why is he talking? And you start to listen. I'm like, oh, no, he's actually doing a good job talking. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Main event time. Main event time, yeah. Uh, Which I have mean? a question for you when you get into it. So let's, we got to get into it. World Tag Team Champions Street Fight, uh, World Championship State Street Fight, uh, Young Bucks taking on. Uh, Eddie Kingston and Pentagon. Question. So, yes. This is a big conversation on Twitter, which I don't know why it is. People are saying that the Young Bucks are, um, they are trying to add black in this match because they have on shorts, Jordans, and their bandanas like that. And I'm like, really? That's what y'all spend y'all time talking about. Well, you 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 know how the IWC is. 
But I'm like, what makes them black? Because they get the bandana back with Eddie Kingston wears his bandana like that, and they're like, well, they, okay, look. So you got to understand the concept here. Now I'm not saying I agree or disagree. What I'm saying is, Eddie Kingston from the streets. Okay, I'm watching Eddie Kingston. In, yeah, but in, that's his gimmick though. So they're mocking him with the bandana. They're yeah. not mocking black people or you know. I mean, no, I, 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 I say, I, I say, I disagree with you. I'm just saying, yeah. I mean, usually when, when, when people see, especially like the young bucks, go out there wrestling in some J's and some bandanas and stuff like that, you're like, yo, what you trying to say? Because you know that's obviously uh, the urban look, to be honest with you. But see, Eddie Kingston is from the streets. That's what his gimmick is. But that's who he is. I've seen him all through the Indies. Eddie Kingston has not changed much. So the bandana stuff is his. And if he wrestled in in uh, sneaks, he probably wrestled in J's too. So uh, that's what it was. So I, I I never picked up on the young bucks trying to be black. I I, I doubt they want to be. So yeah, uh, I, I don't think so. When I'm like when they came out in the shorts, they were like, oh, these these look like uh what black guys look like. They go play basketball. I'm like, so that's so so. The young bucks are being racist. But that comment wasn't just that. But not racist. But you know, like. Stereotype, yeah. But that comment is not stereotype. It's like, come on. I mean, look, there are things to attack people on in professional wrestling all the time when they when they do some, you know, tone deaf shit. And then there's there's some things that's just like you know, it's a street fight. So I'm just like, they're not gonna wear. I don't want the young bucks to wear their traditional, you know, shit. You know, put some jeans on. You know, I know you, if, the way they've been acting, the bandana is obviously to make fun of, of Kingston. And they put some J's on, you know, some, some comfortable ass yeah. shoes because they got money. Glad they couldn't have facial hair, though. Yeah, that facial hair ain't working. But, uh, yeah, so, yeah, I, 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 I didn't pick that up, but I mean, you know, hey, that, that's how social media is going to be, though. You you know that. You know how social media, how, how they going to handle that. Uh, yeah. So. Uh, anyway, uh, the match uh, goes on. We got Pentagon sends up set up tables on the outside, and uh, Pentagon and um, A Kingston set up a chair in there, and they, they toe drop both of the young bucks on each side of the chair, then do super kicks to them or and drop kicks right to, to, to the side of their head. Uh, out of nowhere, they did it's like a very simple move. Uh, Pentagon just gives Matt Jackson a uh, destroyer through the table to the outside. I was like, well, that's just out of fucking nowhere because nobody, like, it, it has that move gotten that simple right now that we just don't care about it that much when, when this stuff like happens? But I well, think if you, if you see Pentagon in the match with one of the Jacksons, you know, it's going to be at least two or three destroyers. Uh-huh. Oh, so, uh, yeah. then you know, JR dropped his famous line, you know, kicks is tougher than a two-dollar steak. And then kicks it far out the corner with with, uh, with a half and half on Matt Jackson. Kicks it locked in the rear naked choke. And Jackson uh, s- smacked her ref Rick Knox with a 450 splash. Hey, I thought that was hilarious, though. Because you know who he's going to go for. He's going to go for them or the referee. So. Yeah, but, you know, usually they go and they break it up. But he said, nah, I'm just going for the referee. Yeah. <laughs> so why not? Uh, Brandon Cutler tries to interfere, but... Uh, Frank Frankie Kazarian powerbombed him through a table on the outside. The Penta uh, used the fear factor and kicks to cover Matt Jackson for a near fall. 
Kazarian was taken out by the magic killer from Gallows and Anderson. This thing is being broken down over book like crazy. Eddie kicks in, opens a bag of thumbtacks. He puts them on the mat and then Penta uh Wildman Jackson with the trash can, Nick Jackson and Pentagon battle on top on the top turnbuckle and Nick Jackson brought uh down Penta with a hurricane rhino on two the thumbtacks. I should know Penta was gonna take that spot. Uh the Buck Super Kick Kingston. Nick Jackson uh, stuffed thumbtacks into Kingston's mouth. The, I, I hate that spot. I really hate that spot. But they they love to keep doing it. I already know Joe Cornette going to say something about it now. And then he super kicks Kingston. Surprise, and, Jim Ross ain't seen nobody did. Oh, yeah. thumbtacks. This is just disgusting. That's the, now, here's the thing. Because the only reason why I hate that spot is because no matter how safely you put the thumbtacks in the mouth, right? You can put them under your tongue, whatever the case may be, and you get kicked in there. You got nerves underneath your tongue. You can't hold them in regular your mouth because you could probably choke on one. Like it's too much dangerous shit that can happen with that spot. And you supposed to fall down and sell that shit. You ain't gonna spit them drones right out. So yeah, that 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 shit right there. Yeah, I, I hate it, especially when they did they did the Candice LeRae back in the Indies. That was uh, that's the best one. It's she crazy. So I was just like so. Uh, I think what they should have did, in my opinion, is they should have brought back the the, the uh, thumbtack shoe. See, I don't mind the thumbtack shoe. I don't even mind the, the, the thumbtack guitar that Jeff Jerry used to have. Remember that? With the uh, guitar. That one, I never got that one, honestly. The guitar for the thumbtacks? Yeah, I never got that one. Because like, I, I know when you hit them, the, 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 the things don't be where you hit them at. If, you, yeah. if that makes sense. Uh-huh. Like the thumbtacks don't stick to the guitar, so like when you hit them, of course you hit them, but like the thumbtacks don't be like, you know, you don't hit them with the thumbtacks. Kind of. Yeah, unless you hold it down, you just hurry but well up to it. Um, yeah. But yeah, so that that was AEW. So prime, who wins this week, AEW or NXT? Well, I'm gonna say AEW just for Malachi Black and then in their main event and their uh, couple matches they had. I agree. AEW gets the win for me. Malachi Beck steals it for me. And uh, he, his debut, I mean, the Cypher was cool, but it wasn't going to be in the AEW there. So, uh, post your comments down below. Hey, How did you guys enjoy AEW and the NXT this past week? Stay tuned for our podcast, uh, you know, as we're going to move on, because I will put this part as part of the podcast as well. But uh, if you're still on YouTube, like, subscribe, and share. And once again, this is NCM Place. We chill with Mr. And not the answer for primetime. All right, Charles. All right, and Nerd Coalition is out. All right, guys, so that was the Wednesday Night War. Hope you guys enjoyed that. Uh, so now we are about to get up out of here. So uh, make sure you guys uh, stay tuned. We I, I do plan on doing a live stream for Money in the Bank to bring back uh, our live streams and things like that. I don't know. I probably want to react to the Money in the Bank ladder match because, you know, that match looks like it's going to be dope. So, well, we'll see what happens, but I know we definitely want to go live for that. And uh, next week, it should be our predictions on Money in the Bank and who's going to win. I'm curious to hear what, what Prime is going to say. I'm going to take Prime's I'd offer up also about that, um, uh, what is it, uh, turntables. Oh, I was going to say, I didn't even know you was going on. Yeah, yeah, that's the idea. But make sure, if you guys want to hear, you know, Prime's idea about turntables or uh, or hear any more of the Nerd 
Coalition's content. Make sure you check out spacesfilly.com. Spacesfilly.com is a place for you know black podcasters and podcasters around Philly to share their voice. Make sure you guys check out both sides podcasts, Lulu and Pop Plus One, Lulu Pop Horror Show, and the Market Dark Show. Check out the Dirt Coalition's content on there. The No Give Me Seen Wrestling Podcast, Turntable Talk Culture and Beyond, Drunk Thoughts, and um, Nerdgasm Talk Podcast. We are all on all the podcasts as from. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and uh, so forth and so forth. Also, listen to the little snippets that we put up on YouTube Premium. Make sure you guys check out Prime Nostalgia Podcast along with Prime Conversations. Is Prime Conversation still going on? Yes, we are on hiatus right now. We're coming back. Okay, but right now... I recorded, I recorded in bulk and then like release like four episodes at once and then go on hiatus and then record like three at once. Oh, okay. Well, guys, yeah, I mean, well, make sure you check out. The, back. But the more consistent one, Prime Nostalgia Podcast. Make sure you guys check that out every single Friday, especially next Friday, because Space Jam, a new two, the new Legacy, is coming out, and hopefully, uh, Prime can join me on doing a Space Jam review. So, uh, the, for either the new one or the classic one, it doesn't matter. But hey, we're gonna make this thing work. Um. So that's it for our show today. So uh, once again, this is NC, the place to be. Children of Stay Indeed, and not Deion Sanders for prime time. All right, Joe. All right, it's been and, real. Yeah, ha. Hey, Q Flow, wherever you're at, man, take us out. to your ears welcome to the show we don't need any gimmicks you already know so sit back relax and hit the like button go and share with your friends and keep the likes coming swag on trivia and prompts top five either way it's fun and you're hearing it live join with your host mr a and e yeah you know it's the place to be it's nc At Mountain Dew, we'd like to remind you that the world as we know it would not exist without the number zero. Which is why, at Mountain Dew, we'd like to recognize the number zero for making Mountain Dew Zero Sugar possible. Even with no sugar, it packs all of the bold citrus kick Dew Nation knows and loves. It's so good, you have no reason not to try it. As in zero. Get it? Crack open an ice-cold Mountain Dew Zero Sugar. It's zero sugar. All Dew.